All right. Welcome, everybody. Good to have you here. Um, I'm glad in the chat it looked like we have a couple people already here. Um, so, so this is uh, this is Mr. Jose. Uh, some of you might have might have been here last week. Uh, Jose debuted himself in the uh, in the comment section, and now he is he has uh, graced us with his presence. This is the original tenth man, folks. This is Jose, <laughs> aka my coworker. How are you doing yeah, tonight? Uh, uh, good, good. It's good to be here. Um, I know we've kind of talked about me coming on. Uh, geez, seems like so long ago. Probably over a year ago, we've been kind of been talking about this tenth man thing. We were t and, we uh, were talking about getting you on the show before there was a tenth man show. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it kind of feels it feels weird, I guess. But uh, I guess it's been a long time coming. So I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Um, a little nervous. I've never done like a video uh, stream before. Oh, so. There's only like a million people watching right now. So oh, no. oh, no. Sorry. There's there's five people watching right now. Okay. So. We, were, we were talking about getting you on the show before there was a 10th man show. What's Are you playing me in the background? I'm hearing an echo, but it's not me. It's not? I've never done like a video. Let me see. Stream before. So. There's only like a million people watching right now. So oh, no. Sorry. There's There's five people watching right now. Wait one second here. You on the show before there was a Come on, we now we got four people. Yeah. Now we have three. I'm hearing an echo, but it's not me. This is like a key and peel sketch right here. There's not me. Oh no, sorry. There's there's five people watching. One second here. Come on, we now we got four people. Now we have three. What is going on here? I'm hearing an uh, echo. But Why am I hearing a uh, double? This is like a King and Peel. So now I could hear nothing. I muted. Well, I stopped. I stopped talking. Let me make sure this is not on. I feel like I'm getting. Oh, right here. So this is the YouTube. Close out the. There you go. Well, I, I'm not hearing any of that echoing anymore, so that's good. I think uh, I had something running in the background. So, can you hear me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I had like right. a, a window in the background going. Sorry about that. Well, we we dropped like <clears throat> two people really quick when that started, and then we got three more. So. <laughs> That's a good ratio, you know, lose two and then double it. I could deal, I can, I can live with that. I can live with that. Drawing pains, drawing pains, apologize. Thank, thank you to everybody, all six of you who are still here. Um, so, so this is kind of a special night. I really wanted to, uh, I really wanted to do this live stream, you know, representing Sacktown here, Sacktown curfew debut, because, um, you know, for anybody that's not in California right now, we are under lockdown. Uh, in the next hour, uh, purple, basically. right? Like we're back to purple. Is that the whole? Yeah. So highest tier. Yeah. yeah. So every every purple tier county in in California is a 10 p.m. curfew, 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. So I kind of wanted to, you know, commemorate this uh, the commencement of this uh, this lockdown with a with a live stream since we're all stuck at home anyway. Gavin Newsom. So what uh, are your yeah, so I wanted to talk about that. I wanted to talk about Gavin Newsom. Uh, there's actually 
something specific about that I want to talk about. And then I also wanted to talk about just the lockdown order in general. Um, and then I was going to get into a little bit about what our local police are doing about it. But what, what are your thoughts on it in general? Like, what do you think about the, the lockdown situation? Uh, um, I guess like for me, I guess I'm kind of indifferent about it. Um, to my understanding, it's 10 p.m. to 5 p.m. So, I mean, unless you're going to work or, you know, doing something essential such as grocery shopping or, you know, you go to you can still go to a drive through kind of thing. You're still allowed to go walk your dog. You're allowed to go work out. You just can't be out doing anything with other people like being in a restaurant or in a bar. So I guess I'm kind of indifferent. I, I, right. I agree with it. Um, uh, I think there's a little bit of hypocrisy there with uh, Gavin Newsom being caught without a mask and stuff, but um, I guess I'm all for it, you know, 10 and 10 between 10 PM and 5 AM. I'm not really doing much anyway. So I personally well, don't have any skin in the game, but yeah, I think, well, yeah, I mean, I think for, people that don't have a job. Cause if you have a job, you're, you're excluded from that, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I, I just wonder, you know, my concern with it is like, I, I like the idea. I like the, I like, I like the goal of it, I guess. Right. Like we're kind of mm-hmm. on the same page that we want to try to curb this uh, problem and flatten the curve. Um, and I think that that's the intent obviously, but, you know, my concern is that it's, it's, I'm, I'm seeing it as a means to cause extra resentment with people who are already kind of anti-mask, anti this, just that still think this is a hoax. And I'm not saying that they're right, but this is just kind of fuel to the fire for them, you know? Um, And like you said, you know, you mentioned Gavin Newsom. Um, He's coming under fire lately because he did get caught at that uh, French French uh, laundry place in Napa, um, which I actually was going to do an episode on this uh, on it last week, but uh, I didn't like the way I, I, I didn't like the way I was sounding um, and I just wasn't <laughs> getting it out good. So I was like, you know what? I'll just hold off on that. Um, but yeah, what, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I think those people who think it's it's a hoax at this point, I, I don't know where we even are. 220 plus thousand people. Um, COVID related deaths. So someone who thinks it's a hoax still, I don't think there's anything that anyone's going to do to change their mind. You know, I just think some people are just disagreeable no matter what you show them, uh, no matter what evidence you have that supports that, you know, wearing a mask works, that social distancing works, that, you know, obviously with this lockdown 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. In terms of effectiveness i don't know how effective it would be um just for the simple fact that i don't know how many people are actually like out at that time unless they're like i said in a bar or something so i, I don't know I, I i don't know it worked the first time obviously like we we dropped out of the color purple before so right mass social distancing and all that stuff it works um but getting people to to abide by it and to buy into that concept i don't it might just be a losing battle for some yeah um tap tap trails uh, every sensible measure is fuel to the fire of anti-science philistines uh tap trails by the way uh tap is a super cool guy friend of mine and he's got a channel as well he he goes down like crazy 
uh, psychotic uh, mountain bike trails and uh, sometimes okay. sometimes makes friends with the with the ground. Um, but uh, I, I live vicariously through his videos. So I'm really glad that he was able to stop by and and, uh, <laughs> and check in here. Um, oh, OK, I see him on the uh, chat. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, also see my the, brother on there making fun of me here. So. That's the <laughs> oh Mark. Yeah, that's my I'm brother by the last name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the that's the thing that that's kind of that catch twenty two, right? Is that like it 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 is sort of a sensible kind of common sense thing. We're in a we're in a global pandemic, um, but it's kind of one of those things where it's almost a preaching to the choir thing, where you know someone like me. Who, you know, like you said, it's not changing our day to day. I'm not really going out after 10 yeah. anyway. Uh, and if I was, it would only be because I was working. So it really doesn't apply to me. The only people that it applies to are the people who are kind of going to scoff at it. And and which which gets me into. Well, I'll let yeah. you if you have something I to say. say. I would say, yeah, I was just going to say that, like between 10 p.m. and, and 5 a.m., anyone because if you're going to work, you're going to get a letter, you know, Um I'm an essential employee and I give you like a drafted letter saying that um, you need to be at work or whatever. And if you were to get pulled over by the police, um, you would show them that letter and they let you be on your way. But um, that was for the last lockdown. Um, But I think from 10 to five, the only thing it's really doing is keeping you from congregating in, in like a bar. I mean, that's the only thing I could think of is a restaurant. Most restaurants, unless it's like a restaurant bar, like a, maybe like a, BJ's type of pub or something like that. Um, yeah, restaurants are pretty much closed, or they're already doing their. I think it's twenty five percent capacity thing. So, I just I, yeah. I I don't know. I think the only thing that's going to prevent is like those bar situations, bars or nightclubs kind of thing. But I, I don't know for sure. But I think they're they're closed down still, anyways. Right. I'm not really sure what this this new lockdown is actually doing. That's not kind of already happening as it is i guess is well yeah and also when you think about the fact that like the first time we went into this kind of lockdown because we, we did we had a uh we did have a curfew at the beginning yeah. but i think that we didn't have the mask mandate yet at that time because remember it was a little while before the mask mandate came in that was kind yeah. of where we really didn't know what we were doing Everybody was yeah, buying. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure where that was at that was like the, the yeah the old toilet paper um <laughs> craze and then like Lysol was gone and yeah. I think like I think we weren't even sure um a hundred percent on the transmission part of it if it was like uh person like contact like if you were to touch an item well the president was, like, knew. The president knew but he didn't he didn't want to panic us so he didn't tell us all we weren't privy to that you know yeah so I, I yeah I don't know the Time a lot of things have changed information wise um, through the CDC yeah. from then to now. So I don't know. I don't know how effective it'll be. But I, I mean, like I said, I'm kind of indifferent to it. Um, but I do think it's um, the hypocrisy in it with with him. And I think before that, it was like Nancy Pelosi, right? Didn't she get caught like in a nail salon or something? Yeah. So like these are like some of these like I mean for us in California, obviously, but like these Democratic leaders that. These, um, like you were saying earlier, like the people who think it's all a hoax, you know, these are the people that they're like picking, they're picking apart these ideas and these mandates because of the hypocrisy in it. These right. democratic like 
hardcore democratic people. I guess the only thing that could make it worse if like AOC was doing it too, but right. um, it would just really give them the ammo to hate all, all Democrats, you know, but she actually has principles and standards. So she wouldn't <laughs> be caught doing that. I don't, I don't think I don't, you got to knock on wood. You know, everybody has uh, has their weakness, but the thing is, well, yeah. And like, so the thing that I was going to get to that in, my, in last week's episode that I didn't end up producing because I didn't like how I sounded in it, but, uh, I basically was kind of saying that, you know, my, my thing with that is at the end of the day, you can't base your assessment on what your elected officials are telling you. I mean, you know, you just, yeah, it's like Gavin Newsom is saying the right things, but he's not displaying it with his actions. That doesn't mean that what he was saying wasn't true. Um, to me, it's, it's about, it's, it's not who, it's not the messenger. Like the messenger doesn't matter. It's the message. Does the yeah. message have merit to it? And you go back to the CDC, you go back to the scientists, you go back to the medical community, you know, even people that I know that personally like respiratory therapists, you know, they, they can attest to this, to the science behind this. So even if your elected official is being a hypocrite, it still doesn't change whether it's the truth or not. The problem, the problem is much the same as with the, the legislation. Um, it only really serves to inflame the idiots who think that this is a hoax. And I, honestly, I'm at the point now where I, I'm not even trying to like hide my opinion because, you know, like you said, it's actually pushing, I think, like 260,000 now. We're at, um, we're at record breaking. I mean, we're at hundred yeah. hundred thousands of new cases a day, although we only are I mean, those are only because we test so much, you know, if we weren't testing, yeah. we wouldn't be having those cases. But yeah, as far as the numbers go, I think that there's some, um, I mean, I'm not, I'm not hardcore left or right. I try to approach everything um, on a case by case basis, but I do feel like those numbers are kind of inflated, even like as far as the death part goes, as far as um, confirmed cases, I think it's underreported, but um, as far as the deaths go, um, to my understanding, it was just as long as like you had a death, um, and you tested positive, it was considered like a COVID death. Um, and there's a bunch of like, you know, I don't know if it's conspiracy theories or what, but, um, I don't think all of those were caused by complications with COVID. I think some of it was like, they just tested positive with COVID. So, I mean, we could argue those numbers, I guess, if we were sitting across the table from somebody who thinks it's a hoax. Um, but I think the whole thing with the Gavin Newsom and, and uh, if you want to lump in Pelosi in there is it's kind of like when you're a kid and your mom's like, do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, whatever. I'll do what I want to do. You know, if you can if you can live through it, then I can live through it. So but that's where. It, yeah. It, that's where know, you have to do just, your own homework. Yeah. You lose you lose a little bit of merit, though. And I think it, yeah. if you tie it into like all um, like leadership as well. Um, you know, people are more likely to follow um, a leader who's actually like doing what they're having you do, or ha- at least have has done it before, um, rather than somebody who's just kind of sitting up on their high horse and like kind of pointing along like, okay, do this and do that, but they're not actually doing it and they've never done it themselves. So I think it, it, it shows a little bit of a lack of uh, true leadership and maybe more of a manager. Um, yeah. so I could see how people could kind of dislike him for that. Um, but you know, I don't know the guy, so it's hard for me to make a judgment call. I I think it is a little hypocritical though. But, but to be fair, I mean, you know, 
people like you and me, like we're going to do what we think is right, regardless of what Gavin Newsom says or does. Yeah. And the people that are going to, the people that are going into uh, Starbucks and raising hell about, uh, I, I have, I have rights. I don't have to wear a mask. They're going to do that anyway, even where they're going to do that, whether Gavin Newsom is, is being a hypocrite or not. Right. So it's, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah, I didn't think about it that way. I just kind of thought about it from my own perspective. Um, but yeah, I think those people are just going to, those are the people who are like on YouTube saying, oh, I have a medical condition. I can't wear a mask. Yeah, I guess it'd be those same people just being unreasonable. Yeah. So Farrell just commented 247,043 deaths to date. And I did want to say something. I don't have, I don't have uh, sheets in front of me or anything, but um from my conversation with Davide a few months back, who's the who's the Italian medical student that I had on here, and other conversations I've had, um, I have seen what you're talking about. Um, this idea that like if somebody had COVID, then they died. They just link it automatically. I don't know. Yeah. Like I'm not personally 100 on how how accurate that is. Um, but what I do know is this this uh, virus is incredibly unknown. That's part of why yeah. it's so dangerous is that we don't, it's got no precedent. Um, we've never experienced it before and we don't know about long-term effects. You know, even people that are asymptomatic are able to spread the disease. So, and, and, you know, without, without testing that, that means that there's a whole more, uh, you know, there's a breadth of people out there that can be infected that aren't even be, being accounted for. Um, you know, Davide was yeah. on the other side of it saying that there's people that there's that there's probably more deaths than are being reported. And it's because of that fact that there's a there's a there's a an X factor here sort of an intangible that that is an unknown. And as long as you have an unknown, you can't you know, I mean, you could you could go down a whole bunch of rabbit holes and say, well, how many people didn't die of a car accident this year because they died of covid, you know, or how many people didn't, yeah. you know, whatever, like the case may be. It, it, it's such an astronomical amount. The fact that you have, I mean, hundreds of thousands of new cases a day. Yeah, even if you're at a half a percent death rate. I mean, that's that's a lot of people. I remember um, and, listening to that. uh that episode that you're referring to um, and he had mentioned that and how in the United States, we don't have uh, healthcare for all. Let's just call it yeah. that. Um, and so there may be a lot of people in rural areas who don't have access to um, preventive care or even um, they elect not to get emergency care because of the potential um, bill that they're going to have. So, I do agree that there's probably a lot of people who have gotten it um, and maybe survived without it being reported. But to my right. understanding, like when there was a death, they were doing um, well, when the tests were available, they were swabbing everybody. And if you were dead and you were positive, their swab came back positive. It was a COVID related death. Um, George Floyd had COVID. I, I don't know for sure. I'm not for sure if, uh, if that's factual or not, that's kind of hearsay, you know, like, I'm not an expert I mean, by any means. George Floyd had COVID and he wasn't ruled death by COVID. I mean, he was ruled death by, you know, brunt force to the neck and asphyxiation. I mean, that was, I, I think, I was, well, well, I don't know. Is it, is that a hundred percent true? I know that the, the coroner's report said it was, uh, it was homicide. 
Um, yeah. But is it still is that still technically considered um, a COVID related death? Because a death by COVID is different than COVID related. You know, I don't know if those things are completely exclusive. Like he could be both. It's like a murder is also like a homicide or a suicide is also a homicide. Um, I, I don't know the exact terminology, but it could be more than one thing. You mean murder, homi- murder, suicide, like you kill someone and then kill yourself? Um, no, like the definition, that. I think the definition of like a homicide is just like a death, um, but it could be. No, like, I mean, a homicide is death to somebody else. Yeah, like you you were killed, right? Like someone By a you. person. Yeah, so is that. It, does it have to be only like, okay, the death, the cause of death is like a, you know, bullet to the head or something. Right. But if you're tested, if you're tested positive, is it still going to be COVID related? I don't know. I don't know if the, if it's only one thing, I guess is what I'm saying. Can it only, just because he died from asphyxiation, can they say that it was also COVID related because he had COVID? I, I don't know if it has well, to be one thing. I don't think they are. I think they're saying it's because of the actions of, Derek Chauvin. And I, the, the conspiracy theorists people are saying, oh, all these 200, um, like what Feral Human was saying, 247,000, he's saying, people are saying, oh, you could be in a car accident and died from the trauma from a car accident. But if you test um, your nasal, yeah. they're saying that, that that's a COVID related. So I don't that's think that's true. Some of that. and I, I'm not I don't sure. believe that. And I haven't, seen, I haven't seen one piece of actual, like legitimate, sourcing that has yeah, like, like a medical expert saying yes this yeah i haven't seen that either but that's what um that's what like i i actually work with a few people who are um those conspiracy theorists kind of guys they don't believe in a mask and all that and this is the stuff that i have to hear all day so yeah. i'm just kind of like being that 10th man saying hey this is what they're saying so well yeah i'm not 100 i mean sure. the thing is like at the end of the day I feel like it's a it's kind of a waste of time to to like split hairs over, you know, is someone getting swabbed with a you know a, a cotton swab and then that means that they died of COVID. Like two hundred forty seven thousand people have died. The cases are happening, and you look at the countries that are actually taking reasonable measures. I mean, in Italy, they have like five hundred dollar fine if you're out without a mask. Like you get fined five hundred dollars just really? for being out without a mask. I mean, we don't do stuff like that here. Um, and now it is getting bad over there yeah. too because they're going through their second wave with winter and everything. But um, maybe anyway. so. In a, in a way, it's kind of like our the freedoms that we have um, are kind of like that's one of the goods and the bads in it. I guess you know, the U.S. We don't like people to tell us what to do. We love our freedom, and uh, yeah. we're kind of paying for it now since we've had you know almost a quarter million dollar a quarter million deaths from uh, from this and countless dollars. Um, trying to combat it because people just won't comply with the basic things. Yeah. So <sighs> Davide, I actually talked to Davide earlier today about potentially being on here as well. Um, but he's like eight hours, eight or nine hours ahead of us. Cause he's, he's in Italy. So he was like, I'm going to be going to sleep, but, but uh, <laughs> it's like the middle of the night for him. Like, yeah, I'll yeah. Wake up at 3 a.m. to do this. But we had a couple of comments on it. Um, yeah, Farrell said the scariest thing that Davide said was that the asymptomatic ones can carry it around for years before getting symptoms. Yeah, that was the that was the one part of it that I hadn't mentioned. And I think that was actually something that that she had asked in the comments and I was able to get him to come back and, and answer that. He actually answered that one in the comments. But yeah, that's a good point. Is that how, how could that be factual though? 
I, I don't believe that. Can, and the reason can, I no, no, that, can can carry oh, it around for years. I mean, and how that's based on that? yeah, that's based on like medical precedent. That's oh, okay and, and from like a COVID, uh, previous like COVID. Yeah, but see, and that um, and that gets to like and 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 that actually also is kind of touched on in the next couple of comments as well. But that gets to the crux of why it's so scary is because there's an unknown factor here that we don't know because yeah. diseases the fact is diseases carry long-term effects that that we have a historical basis to know about some of those things in the past we don't know what that is with covid so yeah that's, that's part true. of the thing people that are right now maybe you had covid last year and you had no symptoms and you're like oh i'm fine and then in five years all of a sudden you have you have lung problems yeah I'm, or like I'm yeah just exactly that up but i'm just yeah, saying like, some, like like mesothelioma kind of thing it comes back you know 30 years later and you're yeah, like, oh, people at the world trade center are like dying yeah. of cancer now the firefighters yeah. that were in the world trade center 20 years ago are, are dying of of you know yeah like benzene related cancer and things like that we have a few more uh, tap trails just he pretty much commented exactly what i was thinking you know but um, I guess well, yeah. Study similar diseases that, um, I guess that would be the idea. There's a slight that. delay too on when I get the comments and when I so I don't know if that came a little bit sooner. But yeah, um, so yeah, that's the idea is that we we don't we don't know we don't know that anybody yeah. carries it for years, but they could they could be asymptomatic and still carry it because there, because there's no vaccine like nothing's been actually cured, you know. Yeah. Um, and then, like, uh, Farrell and, and Mark both kind of commented on the test being inaccurate. And we could attest yeah. to that because of, you know, our uh, our work. You know, a lot of – there were five five members, and uh, of those five, they all had the same symptoms, but only two right. tested positive, and the rest were false negatives. So that's true. We do need to have a more accurate way of testing. Absolutely. Um, but – the thing that, that, that 247 could be super under um, reported then if we're getting like multiple negatives. Right. Well, and the, th and the thing that I think we all agree on here is, I mean, we, we could, we could spend all night splitting hairs on the details of like how a virus works. That's, that's what Dobby days. Yeah. Like, I'm not smart. Yeah. Like that. the experts on it. Yeah. But as but far as we, policy, but what we can agree on is that sensible, Actions by people by us, you know, wearing the masks, social distancing, just common sense things. I mean, really, it comes down to having empathy too, right? I mean, people who are more susceptible to getting sick. If if everybody just kind of got into that mentality, we would really be able to curb this problem. But we just can't do that, you know. Yeah, uh, and that's the yeah, first. We're coming, thing. we're coming into the holidays, so I think a lot of people are having those. Um, having those conversations that we probably should have been having for a long time about, you know, Hey, this is our cluster, but you know, this is a holiday traditionally, this is um, a holiday you spend with all your family and now you're having to make those hard choices. Um, right. Maybe not, not so much um, for your own health, but for your family's health who, you know, they may have underlying conditions or, you know, they're, they're older and, you have to make those choices like, hey, you know, we have this lockdown thing going on. Um, you know, they're not really part of my cluster that I've been around. Um, yeah. Do we kind of like shut down the holiday even, you know, like, are we going to continue on? Or are we just going to? Yeah, well, you know, it, it's it's one of those things where it's like if we had 
if we had acted appropriately early on, you know, this is why we can't have nice things, right? Isn't that the thing you always hear? Like, yeah, it only takes, like, this was the thing. I mean, I said this back in the beginning of summer. And again, I'm not like, I, I'm not, I'm not smart. This is, this is just easy to see. Like, I remember it, we started getting better here in California. I mean, specifically, because we kind of, we kind of reacted a little bit more aggressively than some other states. And we were, we were getting better. Our numbers were going down. And then we used that as justification for pulling back the, the, the very laws, the very mandates that were the reason why we were doing well. And then we reversed it again. And now we're kind of doing the same thing. Now we're back to like, okay, now we got to, now we have to play, you know, uh, big, big brother and have everybody be on lockdown <laughs> overnight. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I, I don't know how long it's going to go for and hopefully it, it slows it down at least enough to where, you know, we could start doing the, you know, I don't know if you remember when we originally um, did the travel ban and stuff, they were, they were doing um, like trace, trace testing to find mm -hmm. out where it was actually spreading from. So hopefully we can get this thing under control and start seeing where it's actually these little mini clusters and doing these contact tracing. Um, so we could all get back to like a normal life, whatever that's going to look like when this is all over. So I just really, really quickly wanted to go back and cause I, so, so Mark, I'm assuming is someone, someone with you. Cause I recognize the last name. Yeah. That's my older brother. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. well, nice to nice to meet you uh, virtually. Um, and then Lucky Pig, is that is that's, that uh, with you? That's, uh, yeah. So okay. that's my uh, girlfriend. She's my tech support. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. That's not the. That's 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 Juliet. Yes, yeah, Juliet. Oh, okay. She, uh, not... Lucky Pig, because um, she was a year of the pig, and she's oh, she's super, okay. Uh, she tends to I be thought lucky, that. Was... So. I thought that was maybe like some anti-cop name or something. <laughs> I'm not sure. uh, maybe it could possibly have a double meaning now, but no, that's not where she got it from. <laughs> well, I, I wanted to point out because uh, she had said confirmation bias earlier, which um, yes, yeah. definitely true. And I, and, and that's one of my most frequent themes probably um, on this show. In fact, uh, one of my, one of my thumbnails actually, the thumbnail for this channel, actually, uh, if you're on YouTube right now, I don't know if you see me, if you see me reading a book there, my, my YouTube channel thumbnail is me reading a book. The name of that book is confirmation bias. So hmm. <laughs> just to put, just throwing yeah. that out there. That's, kind um, of something, uh, that's something that we talk about here in the house a lot, the household. So, well, it, I mean, it's, de it's definitely a, it's a 10th man theme, I think, right. We could agree on that for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, okay, got a couple more comments. So Tap said, yeah, seems like wear a mask, don't crowd and go about your life. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of, that's the, that's the idea. Like if everybody could just kind of be cool with that for a little while, you know, maybe we'd be able to move on. Um, yeah, I mean, he rides bikes though, you know, so it's easy for him to be by himself and his normal <laughs> hobbies. I mean, I play basketball, so it's hard for me to just go about my life when I can't be around people. <laughs> I, only so I've much been, basketball you could play by yourself. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe you could get like one of those. Uh, I don't know how you could do that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna yeah, say like, uh, maybe a boxing uh, boxing bag or something, and have yeah, it swing like and try to dribble around it. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> 
That's a no, tough I one. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely gotten, I've, I've definitely improved my shot. I've been playing a little bit more in, on my court, on my hoop in the front. And I think my shot's gotten better, but probably my defense has gotten really bad because I haven't been playing against anybody, but um, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I mean, that's a good point. Like find, find hobbies, right. That, that will help you get, you know, cause you can, I mean, it's not, it's not as if you can't socialize with people. It's especially being outdoors in a, you know, yeah. when you're separated, I mean, you can go out and ride bikes with people if you're kind of separated from people. Yeah. I have solitary. Sport. <laughs> That's funny. I like that. Um, like I, I had, a, I had to point it out though. Like poor me. Right. But uh, <laughs> a little bit of facts there. Yeah. I mean, um, going to uh, your point, I've, I, we've, I spent the whole summer pretty much um, hiking in my spare time. I've, camped i think four times this year or so which that's you know probably about i used to camp maybe every few years oh actually no we camped every year like glamping but uh i've done four like real camping trips this year mm. um, and so like little outdoor stuff like that that's kind of uh what i've had yeah. to turn to because you know i can't play basketball you know i can't do all those other things i'm even right. trying to take up surfing now it's kind of oh a, really yeah, I've always said I'll never do it because I don't I don't even swim in the ocean, you know, but I'm trying to take that up now because I'm just being in a good way, I guess. That's some of the yeah. good things that are coming out of this, um, not being able to be yeah. in That's cool. large groups like that. So, yeah, we're all coping in our own ways, I guess. Some people are kind of solitary by nature, so it's not as big of a deal for them. But. Um, so, yeah, so Farrell kind of echoed what we were talking about with Italy, the, the fines. We may have to look at actually charging yeah. fines. I mean, but like God knows what kind of civil unrest that's going to cause, right? I think um, the only problem I would have with that is, you know, what about people who just don't have that kind of, uh, I mean, I know for us it's 50 cents. It's not a big deal or whatever for a right. It's kind of like disproportionately going to affect certain groups of people. Yeah. So actually, actually, I'm kind of glad you said that um, because that was the thing I was going to, I was maybe going to touch on. You know, I had this thought about, you know, whether it be mask wearing, like you said, because that, that, that is an expense, actually. Um, and even just like the curfew, the, the, the those sorts of mandates, you know, thinking about the effect on the homeless, for one, that their ability to whatever, whether it be socially distance or, you know, wear a mask is already, they're already under hardship as it is. We don't live in the kind of country that can successfully do those kinds of things because we're not taking care of people, right? We, we've had yeah. one care package in this entire time, you know, and then, and then it's, uh, we had the, the unemployment ran out and now we've been talking for like two months about a second, a second stimulus that, uh, initially, that. Trump, initially Trump had said he wasn't going to do it until after the election. It's like he was trying to hold it as, as bait. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and There's then, and, now that even, and that still hasn't ransom. happened. But what? As like a national ransom, like I win or out. Yeah. You know? But um, but, I I actually forgot about that original stimulus that you I uh yeah. I forgot about it. it was like twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, I had forgotten yeah. all about that. Um, but that's what else? But we don't have a system in place to to do the things we can't afford to make people stay at home for eight months. I mean, it's possible. Hmm. But we yeah, don't have the kind of government that can do that because we don't do those kinds of things. We don't do free health care. We don't do UBI or, you know, those kinds of things. Like, we can't think, do that. But we're I still trying. Priority, to. Though. I think it's a priority, though. Like, if 
you know, uh, from our, all of October, I was getting, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not exaggerating stacks of measure A's measure B's or all these kind of voting yeah. paperwork. How much does it cost to print that stuff? It's going to cost more than a, than a, than to give somebody a, a freaking mask to wear, you know, that could potentially save their life. I, um, de- yeah, I mean, we, we, we were in, in the same month we passed that, what was it? Uh, Gavin Newsom said something about the electric vehicles or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but here we are, you know, and, um, Democrats and Republicans alike are sending me, you know, half inch stacks of paperwork <laughs> to vote a certain way. It's like, okay. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't think it's a matter of like, we can't afford it. I just don't think that we no. really care enough. Well, that's what I'm saying. No, no, that's not we, 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 we could afford it if we had a priority straight. But we, yeah. but yeah, we don't. We want to put all, all our money into defense spending and not, you know, nobody seems to question that where where that money goes. But when you talk about like <clears throat> universal health care, so, well, how are we going to pay for it? You know, um, yeah, yeah I mean, no, that's, we that's on a federal that. level, though. I think state we could afford it if we didn't even use federal funding. I think we could afford it in the state. But we're not doing it, though. Like we're not. Yeah, I mean, no, that's what I'm saying. It's not like a, it's not the it's not a, a Trump problem or a Republican problem. It's just a matter of like our government get our government, our local, yeah. local and otherwise, you know. But um, that's but but I guess so. Yeah, I guess what I'm saying is like at the end of the day, um, you know, you you can have all the legislation you want, but you have to change hearts and minds, right? I mean, to really yeah. make change, because you're always going to get those people who are not going to abide by it and then so this is kind of a good uh segue into the other part of that i was going to talk about which is our sheriff here in sacramento um sheriff scott jones um has said that they will not be enforcing the curfew so while i said at the beginning of the show sort of uh jokingly that we're under house arrest here because for me it doesn't make a difference anyway but yeah um, we're in fact really not in house arrest here because he's come out and said, so I'm going to actually read really quickly here. So, uh, this is from the Sacramento CVS 13. Um, it said the limited stay at home order will mean that non-essential work and gatherings will be prohibited from 10 to five. We, we talked about that. Um, so Sheriff Scott Jones said his deputies will not be enforcing compliance with the month long nighttime curfew. Governor Gavin Newsom announced on Thursday. And then it goes on to say, so quoted Sheriff Jones said, Sacramento County Sheriff's Office will not be determining, including any home or businesses, compliance with or enforcing compliance of any health or emergency orders related to curfews, staying at home, Thanksgiving, or other social gatherings inside or outside the home, maximum occupancy, or mask mandates. Huh. So there's there's a lot of layers here. And yeah. I don't know if we're gonna get to all of them, but what what are your first off, what are your thoughts on that? I just want to uh. hear your Man, I mean, uh, what stands out to me, uh, geez, um, I think what stood out to me about that is we have this um, mentality that the police have this somehow, they have this duty to um, serve and protect. And uh, in this case, he's supposed to serve because of this mandate. But the first thing that stood out to me is they don't have to do anything. You know, you call 911 and they could tell you sorry, and there's nothing that you could do about it. They have no obligation to enforce the mandate. They have no obligation to 
respond to your emergency. So that's what stands out to me. Um, You're saying that's their perception, not that that's what it should be. There's no law saying that a police officer has to enforce these codes. There's nothing that says they have to do that. I mean, isn't that kind of implicit in their job? Yeah, until it, until like you have like uh like say for instance there was that mass shooting where that cop was uh being um chewed a lot chewed uh, eaten up because he was like I don't know it was at a school and he like hid behind a tree or something and he didn't go in. Oh, you're talking about the Parkland shooting? I think it was. And there was like this huge thing and there was no, like, he had no legal obligation. He had no legal obligation to go in there. And I think that's... uh, He didn't have a legal obligation, but he still got canned, right? I think he got fired. Yeah, absolutely. Because he didn't meet up to, like, standards. Yeah, so that's what was kind of standing out to me, like, when you were reading that was like, okay, they don't have an obligation to do it. So where do we go from there? Do we fire the sheriff? Like, did we believe the sheriff? Well, I, I guess know, wait till the next election or unless you can recall, but yeah, I don't um, know how that works, but that's kind of what stands out to me is just like, yeah, you know, he's just kind of making yeah. it evident what's already, you know, what some people have already experienced. So it's interesting because, you know, I had to, I kind of, I kind of took it in a couple of different ways. You know, on the one hand, like I'm not a, I'm not a huge lover of police, at least like with the climate right now. Um, I'm not a, I'm I'm not, I was just put it this way. I'm not a, I'm not against police, but I'm against overreach of police. Like I'm against warrantless searches. I'm I'm against when they, when they break the constitution, basically. Yeah. Um, That's me. I just want accountability. I don't care. He, he, well, this is the thing that was interesting to me, the way he worded it. And this is where I kind of had, eh, you know, like mixed feelings on this. Um, we'll not be determining, including not entering homes or businesses, right? Related to the curfews, blah, blah, blah. Staying at home, Thanksgiving <clears throat> social gatherings, maximum occupancy mask mandates. Okay. What I'm reading out of that um, is that he's to help, to help defend his actions here or inactions, he's kind of calling out the fact that he's calling out the idea of like busting in on houses. Hey, do you guys have less than three families here? You know, like how yeah, many yeah. house? Like but the little then, party uh, party check that they used to do. Like when you try to yeah, have a party. Yeah. Which which I am totally good with. Like, yes, I totally agree that a sheriff should not be busting down doors of houses and checking to see how many people are in there. I absolutely agree. That's not what the curfew is about, though. It's kind of intellectually dishonest for him to say to use Thanksgiving and, you know, social gatherings. Like we're talking about literally out after 10. You know what I mean? Um, And then you get into like, where don't, where do, since when are the police super concerned about publicly announcing that they're not going to overreach? I just, I don't see that a lot in other areas. <laughs> Why am I all of a sudden seeing it here? Yeah, I didn't think about I, that part. That's the part that kind yeah, of, I didn't think about that part, but 
Yeah. Yeah. I was just kind of thinking that about it from the perspective of like, you know, you have your uh, Karen, if you will. So it's like, hey, my neighbor's over here. They have a party. And they're like, so? Like, that's their family. They want to kill each other. That's on them, right. you know? And I'm. Um, I was kind of thinking it from that perspective. I wasn't thinking about it from you, the one that you brought up right now. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I, you know, honestly, like, and I'll go back to like the beginning of our conversation. I'm not actually like a big fan of the curfew. Um, again, it doesn't affect me, but only for the reasons of like I was saying about it kind of pissing off the people that are already kind of not buying into it. That doesn't mean that like we shouldn't try to do things. Um, I just don't, I don't think that it's really going to have the intended effect. I don't think it's going to have any effect actually, to be honest. Um, I think, yeah, I, I, think don't, I don't think so. It's kind of like one of those supposed to give you warm and fuzzy feelings that we're doing something. But I honestly, I don't think that that it's actually going to do anything. Um, yeah, I don't think so. I think more you know, so the, the um, you know, having like the indoor dining, right? I think once we started indoor dining, I don't know if that contributed to the um, upward um, trend that we've been seeing. But uh I think that's more effective than a curfew, you know, saying you can't have indoor dining or, you know, well, I've been seeing people a little more relaxed now, even in, in restaurants where they oh, yeah. have the outdoor dining, people are sitting a little closer than they normally did before. But, um, well, how about, so that's public health. I think that's supposed to be. Yeah. So I don't know if you saw, I had an episode a couple months back where I talked about the, uh, the Apple, Apple Bistro mm-hmm. up in Placerville. Um, so I don't know if you're aware, but they're, they're not enforcing mask mandates in their restaurant. Um, I, uh, my wife and I found this out through, um, just happenstance. We were in the area and we stopped there and found out that they didn't enforce mask. And so anyway, um, I looked into it. I looked into it after the fact and there was actually articles written about them uh, that they were, that they had been um, like the, that they, the OSHA officials had come by and tried to inspect them and they refused them entry and that they basically had served them notice that like, if you guys don't implement mask wearing, uh, we're going to take away your license and you're going to be charged $500 violation, you know, every day that you don't do it. And then like, and this was like a month hmm. before we were there. So then, so I called, I called the state capitol like the next day and I was like, so uh, who do I get in touch with if I want to report a business that's not complying right with mandate? And he gave me the information for that particular county. I called them, couldn't get a hold of anybody. Um, everything was like closed up or whatever. Um, and then I, I emailed them with all the information and never, I mean, I left the message and I emailed and never got anything back. And meanwhile, they've been in business this whole time. Clearly, they're not getting, I mean, you can't, I don't think you can operate on a $500 penalty every day. So I don't think, yeah, so, I don't think so. My, my point here being that, and this kind of, this kind of ties in with the whole, this isn't going to do anything, the man, the curfew, because the thing is, people aren't going to do it and they're not going to face consequences for it. So kind of like to Farrell's point from before, like unless we start actually enforcing like monetary punishments here, again, I come back to like hearts and minds. You have to change hearts and minds. You can't legislate your way out of this. Um, Yeah. I wanted to ask, did you, uh, did you eat there? Yeah. 
But we sat outside. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. What, that I ate there? Oh, yeah. Because the mask doesn't – if you're wearing your mask, it's not protecting It's not protecting you from them. No, so 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 how – yeah. No, it's funny. So I kind of explained this in the episode. So we go in. They have a, They had a sign at the front that looked like your regular generic sign. It had a mask oh, on. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And, it, it's, and I just assumed it was just like, you know, yeah, you got to wear a mask. So we go in, and then the guy that comes to see us is not wearing a mask. And we're wearing a mask. And it's kind of like one of those things where it's just like it, it happens so fast. Just like, you know, you just kind of I just I didn't didn't really fully register. I was just like, OK, well, we're going to eat outside. You know, that way we'll know at least we're safe or whatever. Okay. Yeah. So we went to eat outside. But then we're like, wait a second. They gave us the option if we wanted to eat outside or eat inside. And then I'm like realizing like the other the other people that were sitting outside, they also were were wearing a mask, but the the server wasn't wearing a mask. And oh. so then I realized when I was there, I was like, oh, like they don't wear masks here. And then that's when I googled them. And then honestly, like for me, I'm just I'm not the kind of person that's going to be like, you know, hey, look at this, everybody, we're not <laughs> yeah, wearing yeah. a mask, you know, and like filming and making sure, like I don't want to make a spectacle of myself. I'm just not that kind of person, you know. I'm not that. So I just like sat there and we kind of like we, we sanitized our hands and just were like okay hopefully we'll be okay um you know in a way though you kind of casted your vote though because every dollar is a vote right like if you patronize a place then yeah then no, you're, voting, you're agreeing with them in a sense I, I you're was, saying i don't care no i was i was upset about it i i I wasn't happy about the fact that we were eating there the, the thing we were at we were at apple hill that day and we didn't have anywhere else like nearby at the time. And we were trying to go back. Like we were, it's like we were breaking in the middle of the day and then we we're going to go back. So oh. it's just like one of those things where like we had already put in our order and we're just like, okay, let's just like get through this, you know? And yeah, it's not a personal attack on you, but we kind of talked about that. Um, yeah. Like with it being the U S right. We love our freedoms, you know, and uh, you had the freedom to choose and uh, you made your right. choice. And, uh, I mean, I guess that's kind of the downfall for a lot of people. If we all made those same exact choices, um, we're probably going to keep going in this carousel. Yeah, I mean, I mean, <clears throat> I know it's yeah. just one time, and I don't want to be like I'm not trying to personally attack you because I do stuff like that all the time. But um, <laughs> I do have to point out the fact that you, no, I know, went to a business that you know didn't enforce the the mask I, that we've all agreed upon. That's just common knowledge that it works. The th- the, well, the one th- the one thing I'll say for myself was that I remembered I remembered in my head I didn't like I didn't look into it as in detail there as I did later when I went home, but like I remembered offhand that there was something about like Placerville like doing better and mm. that we had those tears and I was like maybe maybe in this area they don't have to wear masks right now in this particular yeah. county because Placer, they're Placer doing... County, right? It's like Placer County, not South yeah, Placer, County. Yeah. Okay. That no, makes sense. Colorado County. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Out, so that, that was kind of my thinking, you know? And, and like I said, I mean, I just, I, um, 
I just didn't want to like. I mean, I guess it, I guess we could have. <clears throat> thank you. Yeah, you're right. I'm. I'm. A, <laughs> I'm. A, I have no soul. I have no spine. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's just, it's just, I mean, it's just kind of the um, goes to the to the fact that you know you could do everything right. Whatever, and nine nine months or something almost, or seven well, months. And my my thinking on it too, and I and I think I said this in the in when I did the episode was like. I did kind of feel bad about having stayed there and in, in a way it was kind of my penance for it was to report on it because, and mm. I reported them. I mean, I reported them and then I talked about it and I confessed to it on, <laughs> you on in front of all these kinds <laughs> of people. Um, you know, so yeah, maybe make an example of myself. Like I think part of it was uh, almost a level of like naive uh, naivety on my part because I didn't realize that there were, there were actually restaurants doing that. Like, mm. li- like literally just not complying with the orders, you know? Um, yeah. So we had a few, we had a few um, comments while we were talking there. Um, I'm not familiar with, I, I read a few, I'm not familiar with the Panama um, or the New Zealand lockdowns. I'm not uh, the curfew in Panama that my brother had mentioned. I'm not familiar with that. Um, I'll have to look that up, but. Yeah, my so, brother is the kind of guy who, like, if he talks about something, he'll go and research it to no end and um, flood you with information. So if he's looked it up, I'm, I'm and he's willing to mention it, then I'm sure it's going to be some something worth reading. So yeah. I'll look into that. Yeah, I don't know Panama specifically, but I, I do know that the countries that are taking more aggressive action are having better results. Um, <laughs> the end of the day, it's, inf- it's about enforcement. I mean, that's the thing. Like if, if, you, yeah. if you're not going to enforce it, then you're not going to get, yeah, I, I like what Errol <laughs> said. Um, the only way they, these curfews or stay at home orders will ever work is to have everyone stay at home. No more workers at yeah. store UBI for everyone. And that's okay. kind of what I was getting at is like, I mean, this is like the crazy radical left solution, I guess, but it's like, yeah, you shut down everything that's not essential. Obviously you have to have, you have to have medicine, you have to have food, but I mean, you, you, you go bare minimum and you stimulus everybody for, you know, UBI for X amount of time until we get this under control. Like that's. Yeah. I think, I think the tough part about that though, is I think that's what Italy did the first time because they were so bad. Right. It was just like complete lockdown, which is great. But um, like when we did like our lockdown here, um, I work. I work in transportation, and we were still running um, normal transportation routes and stuff like that. So it's like who's determining what's essential and what's not. And then when it comes to, so that's one thing that like I have a little bit of a problem with as far as what's an essential, um, because in my mind, um, people were buying up all the toilet paper, buying up. I mean, you couldn't get pasta noodles. Uh, because they thought we were going to go into a complete lockdown like uh, Italy. And so it was a little yeah. bit of crazy, crazy there. Um, so that's kind of, I agree. Um, I just don't know if we have the means for everyone to stay home for that long. Um, and then to go to the point of uh, having like a monetary penalty. Um, I, I'm, I'm actually completely, um, I disagree with that 100% for the fact that um, I'm under the belief that 
fines. Um, it's overall police policing, I guess, mm -hmm. um, is not being enforced uh, equally across all communities, you know. So I feel like it would be another way for um, police officers to target um, certain people, certain communities even, you know. And so yeah, I'm trying to agree to that. No, I mean, I, I, I totally get what you're saying there. Um, <laughs> I understand the I mean, idea that it would that it would be effective, but I just don't think that it would be equally applied. And that's kind of the problem. Worse. Yeah. Anything less than a checkpoint, you know, um, I think is going to be uh, applied differently depending on your community. But 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 that, I mean. What you're talking about is a whole nother problem, right? I mean, you're yeah. talking about like racial stuff or class. Yeah, stuff. even like class. Like, yeah, like just your overall social class and whatever. Like, you know, um, I live in a different neighborhood now than I did before. And I feel like um, in those communities, it would give, it would give uh, an excuse to pull someone over, you know, hey, are you an essential worker? Where's your letter? Okay, you don't have a mask on. Boom, here you go. You know, um, I just feel like it'd be, it's just another, it's like a stop, it's going to become like a stop and frisk kind of thing, um, except now it's masks. Um, so I don't know. I, I just I mean, I don't, think, I don't think that a $500 fine for somebody who doesn't have a mask um, that lives in, in, in an area like for us out here, such as like Adorado Hills, $500 isn't as big of a deal to them than it would be for somebody who lives um, in Sacramento or, or something like that. So um, I think it would be a deterrent, but the enforcement part, I, I just don't, I don't think that's. Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess en enforcement is always going to be a problem. I think, um, you know, and, and again, I mean, I guess I just keep kind of going back to that, that hearts and minds thing, you know, where if, if you can't legislate really, I don't think your way, although your, your brother does point out with, with Panama, some, yeah, I just, I just read that. That's super interesting. I like yeah, that. Which kind of does point to the other side of it, which is like, if it's done right, I mean, mm -hmm, I think, mm -hmm. like, I would absolutely agree. Like I said, I'm not a, I'm not a huge police lover per se here, particularly for certain types of <clears throat> uh, issues as you've kind of alluded to. Um, yeah. But that doesn't, that doesn't take away from like the, the severity of this problem. Um, is a fine going to be, I mean, yeah, like, you know, like I said, this, this kind of branches off into a whole nother set of discussions about, yeah. You know, wealth inequality and distribution and all that sort of yeah. thing. Um, because that's that the problem, right? If there's people that can just afford a $500 a day, so they're not even going to, and then at the same time, they're not even going to get enforced on them anyway, because they're so rich, like versus then you have the guy who can't barely, can't even afford a mask, yeah. let alone $500. Be, yeah. I would be for a fine. I would be for the fine. Um, kind of like ticketing kind of situation kind of like you know like with a cell phone thing out here you know your first one's a warning your second one's uh whatever it is 175 dollars and then your third one is like a point on your record i don't know was, i've gotten one but i don't remember what it was but um yeah if if they were actually like 
giving you like like mail somebody a mask, you know, like mail a household right. mask, um, so they have no excuse not to wear one. Then fine, you know, you could do a mask check if you want, but uh, until they're making it one hundred percent available for everybody, then I, I, I would have to say um, I would vote against that if if it was put in front of me. Well, that's that's and that's the thing is like that's kind of what I was getting at before, which is like we don't have the system of government in place right now. Capitalism, okay, I'll just say it. Like we don't have the system in place to be able to effectively put in that, those kinds of measures. I'll go back to like back when, back when all this first started, um, you know, the cares act, we had to make, we had to, I mean, we had to do the stimulus, we had to do that. And then we had to make, they had to, the, the house, the Congress passed specific legislation, basically saying you won't get charged if you come into the hospital with COVID, because what was happening was people weren't even going to the hospital because they knew they couldn't afford it. Even if they thought they might yeah. have symptoms because yeah. they knew they couldn't afford it. So they had to make special, a special contingency for people. Okay. If you have COVID, first of all, first of all, you have no way to know if you actually have COVID because there's no testing. Right. But if yeah. you happen to have COVID and you come in and it turns out you had COVID and we treat you, we won't charge you for it, but they had to make special a special circumstance for that. If we just had universal health care already, then we wouldn't have had to worry about that. We wouldn't have had to waste time passing that through legislation. It's just little things yeah. like that. And and that's kind of tricky that. too. That's kind of tricky because you know, what if you were to go to the hospital and um, yeah. you you know you you came down with something else, some basic upper respiratory uh, infection. Uh, and it wasn't COVID. Now right. what? You know, like, you know, I'm sure a lot well, of people sought care, but there was still that little potential where people probably still weren't going. They're like, yeah, I don't right. trust this, you know? Well, well um, but we do but need also, universal health care, though. We do. Yeah. Well, well but, but also to your point, like, even for the people that went to the hospital, let's say, and I don't know, I don't know the numbers on this, but let's say people went to the hospital who ended up not having COVID, but they were sick and they thought maybe they did and they wouldn't have gone if it weren't for COVID because they wouldn't have been able to afford it. You know, that's a problem in and of itself. I mean, that's, and that's what we don't. You know what's kind of crazy too? When you said universal healthcare, right? Um, What's kind of crazy, they always say, you know, um, who's going to pay for that, right? But, um, well, we had, let's see, because you bought, I forgot about the original stimulus, but that was $1,200 there. Uh, and then we had the, uh, what was it? I forgot the dollar amount for unemployment. Was it like $600 a week or something yeah. crazy like that? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's an extra 2400 not including, you know, the the people who are laid off and the unemployment um, that you're paying them out anyways, but you're doing 600 on top of that. So it's... This, the bill's starting to add up pretty quick, and I'm willing to bet that, you know, if we had universal uh, health care, that I think that, I think we would probably be spending close to, if not saving some money. Um, yeah, I mean. On a year-by-year basis, you know, having preventive care with somebody, you know, back in February. I don't know if you remember, back in February, we actually had a, had a meeting at work. Do you remember that? In that breezeway? And yeah. uh, there was a, a high level um, member, and he said, "If you're worried about Corona, 
don't worry about it. Drink a Corona. He didn't think it was a big deal at that time. That was in February. That was the last time that we had met. And then March, last minute, right before, uh, in March, it was like two days before we were supposed to be there. They called it off. I think I do remember that now. I'm trying to picture who it was. Uh, Was it someone in our office? No, it's uh, his last name is Fernandez. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, and he's in the, he's he's in the healthcare he's in the healthcare industry. Is he and really? He's, um, yeah, and he's he's huge. Wow. He's um he's part of uh emergency preparedness planning. He's a really high level uh employee wow. in the medical field, and that's what he had said. And that was from February, and so here fast forward here in November, we're still uh, battling this thing as if it was uh probably back in March April. Well. I mean, it kind of goes to show like how little we knew at that time. His commander in chief knew more and wasn't telling us. So, I mean, I can't give all the fault to him. Yeah. Um, no, but well, I mean, but you also bring up an interesting point because that was, I was, I didn't think it was really a big deal at the beginning either based on what I knew, based on, based on which, which was not very much, but just, just based off of history, like what happened with Ebola or, you know, SARS or, um, you know, like the swine flu and things like that. I just thought it was going to be something like that. And then, but, but, you know, the point is you have to be able to adjust your thinking as new information comes in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, though, there's another couple more comments I was going to mention, but, um, yeah, that's the, the only thing I was going to say was just that the fact is we were able to do it. Like we were able to make these contingencies in these particular situations. So why can't we just have them all the time? You know? Yeah. I always kind of think of these things. Um, the military is socialism. <laughs> I mean, everybody's yeah. afraid of socialism, but they, they love they their social security that. checks. They love everything else. I mean, oh. yeah, you got your 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 BAH, your medical, like you in don't society have- in general. We just pick and choose what kind of socialism we like. That's all. <laughs> we just like it's only good when we when when we're uh, what is it sixty two whatever we start drawing social security right now. Um, yeah. Medicare, Medicaid, disability, <laughs> yeah, uh, unemployment. You know, we 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 like that stuff. Police, for Christ's sake, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's, I mean, whatever. I don't think it's like this, what they, uh, people make it out to be, but a lot of people like, look at, uh, look at Florida, look at the population there. They're so afraid of like socialism. They'll, they'll never, uh, they'll never vote Democrat, you know, because of their, their history and where they came from. Yeah. But that's kind of like a whole, unpacking no, yeah. a whole bunch of, so you're kind of unpacking a whole bunch of trauma from somebody. Um, so you're not going to be able to convince them until you unpack that and kind of unload some of those traumatic yeah. experiences that they had. Well, no, I'm, yeah, I mean, well, and that's another that's another thing. That's another area where politicians have really failed uh, on a whole. Anyway, um, is is being able to hear people and you yeah. know acknowledge people's stories, and you know that was the thing. That was the thing that Donald Trump was able to do. Now. He he was he's a con he's a con artist like that's that's how I classify him because he has fooled a lot of people into thinking that he cares but he at least was able to he he, he presented himself in a way that spoke to like middle American blue collar middle class families who feel that they've been forgotten or left behind yeah or even lower class you know red state type blue collar families 
and he, he, they, these people felt that this person came along and was listening to them. Now, I don't think that he actually fulfilled anything that he said he was going to do, but he convinced them. He went to place. Hillary Clinton wasn't going and talking to those people, you know, and that's, I mean, even if she did, I think like, I don't think, um, I mean, for me, I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know how they related to it, to be honest, because whether it's Clinton or Trump, uh, when they were campaigning, neither one of them are, are cut from the same cloth as any blue collar worker or, you know, any coal mining town or, you right. know, steel production areas. You know, those people, they were just, like you said, he is for whatever reason, it resonated with them. Um, right. but they just, I don't know if it's an education level, if it's just, um, like you said, just sometimes you just want someone to hear you and he made them feel like they were being heard. So Bernie Sanders was more like that though. Bernie Sanders. I mean, if you like, he came from Brooklyn and his upbringing was, you know, not like super privileged. I mean, when we could get into like, that's a whole nother conversation, but anyway, he, cause he was sort of the antithesis to that with, with what Trump, Trump and Bernie both did something that most mainstream politicians don't do, which is again, being able to connect with people. Um, I was going to say tap. Well, he made one comment, but he said something else earlier. I wanted to. um, I was going to say what my brother was saying uh, about the economy. That's kind of a thing that a lot of people are are talking about when you, when it talks about this curfew, you know, like what is it doing to small businesses? Um, a lot of people were kind of saying, uh, like, what is worse, you know, the, the deaths or the death of the economy, really, you know? Right. Because there's people, like, without another stimulus, there's people that are going to – it's kind of the thing, like, when you overspend one month, how many months does it take for you to catch back up? And, you know? Right. Without people on unemployment, unemployment is a maximum of $450 a, a week, I think. Um, that's what it used to be. I was on unemployment for, I think six or nine months before. And I want to say it's like $450 a week. And then, I mean, when you take taxes out of it, it's probably about 400. So you take your average person that, um, middle-class person, you're not, you're not paying a mortgage on unemployment. So what is the long-term effects of that? That's kind of, that's a good point. You know, that, that my brother brings up, Mark brings up, um, in his comment. Um, the question is, you know, what's, what's going to be the, the, we don't understand the complete fallout of all of this stuff yet. So can you see these comments when I do that? Yeah, I could see it. It's okay. Like, cool. kind of highlight them across. Yeah. That's kind so of I think I, that's, I, that's something that, that people need to consider too, you know? Yeah. I want to, I'm going to try to rem- remind myself to do that. Cause I think that's kind of a cool little feature that we can yeah ones that I really wanted to um, like, I'm just going to do a couple of really, these are some of these are older ones. Like this one, I really liked the new war. This is where we need defense. And this one right here, um, because, and this is true. This is like, I mean, you go through Iraq. I I don't remember exactly which ones I know Vietnam and world war two. And I think um, Iraqi freedom, but yeah, there's several, there's several big wars that have, caused less casualties than COVID have, which I just think, I, I mean, I just want to highlight that really quick because this gets into the, 
really kind of shallow um, way that we think here. You know, you you drape a flag around something, you know, and and you you drop a bomb or you know, I mean, and again, I don't. I'm not trying to minimize 9/11. I mean, we grew up no, with 9/11. We were we came yeah. of age during 9/11. I mean, I was in high school. Like, I remember it very well. Yeah, I, mean, I remember that day. I remember that day. I was uh, geez, I was working at McDonald's at that time. I had gone to work, and then uh, it was all over the news. Um, I was, I think, I was 18. I don't know. I was, I was still working at McDonald's, so I must have been right around high school, 18 years old or so. But you um, remember. Like the kind yeah. of reaction. We, I mean, we created the Patriot Act because of that. Yeah. You know, we started yeah. spying on We wiretapped people because of that. I mean, for imagine if we responded to COVID in a per capita, you know, proportionally based on the per deaths that we did to that. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, we we went into a false war because of that. We literally yeah. <laughs> In the wrong country because of world, that. Uh, the World Trade Center so was what two thousand, two thousand some three hundred or something like that. In the World Trade and the in the towers. What about another? It? Uh, how many? How many deaths was it? Like total? Like right around three thousand. Like Twenty nine seventy seven, I believe it was. Yeah, but in the total mm-hmm. event, right? In, right in, in the Pentagon and all that. Oh, I th- yeah, right yeah, around. Yeah. There, I think, yeah, I think so it was a little more was with three. yeah. So give or take, say three thousand, give or take. Yeah, give or take. Yeah, we're we're reaching almost. We're reaching like two thirds of that per day. That's crazy when you really I think about it. it. But that's kind of that, um, yeah, faceless, uh, like a faceless um, enemy, right? Um, right. We, we don't we, really we, have something to be angry at. It's easier to be angry at something. That's kind of part of uh, your reaction to stuff. You need something like it's easy to be angry. If I tell you, you know, like, hey. Uh, like say for instance, you know uh, that propaganda that it was like a Chinese, the Chinese flu or whatever, um, mm-hmm. China virus, the China virus, Kung flu, the Kung flu. Yeah, I, I think that's hilarious, but uh, it's hilarious. <laughs> like Dave Chappelle said, if it's right, you, if it's you racist, from the president, <laughs> yeah, it just can't be the Dave president. Dave Chappelle, but, okay, but not the president. Yeah, um, you got to watch that little special. I'll send you a link, but it's hilarious. I think I've seen it. Yeah. Um, um, but like that kind of thing, like if it was, let's say it was true and it was um, with all that, I think there was like propaganda that it was like uh, made in a lab in China and that was kind of circulating for a while. So that would give people, that would give people a face to be mad at and kind of give them something to focus on and be angry at rather than this like freak of uh, nature, if you will, you know. Um, so I think that would probably get people a little more riled up. They're like, oh, you know, we're going to beat this thing and then we're going to stick it to China, you know? Well, it was also a lot of brown people. I mean, let's face it. it yeah. Was brown people attacking the United States. So let's, you know, gun- bombs away, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just think it, it kind of ties into to having something to be angry at, you know? And I think that's what a little bit of deflection, I guess, but um without having like a known enemy it's hard to get everybody behind something so i mean if you're educated we know we know what the enemy is but you know when you i mean you have to you also have to have leaders who can take accountability and not just say this is all china's fault they're gonna pay for it i mean yeah i'm just uh 
I'm just sharing like, a couple of the other comments from the past that I kind of like. Yeah, that was. This is interesting in, in regards to the one you just had up. Um, bought the the dollar amount. Yeah, because that, that kind of goes to show. That kind of goes to show. I know a guy who retired from um, my job. Him and his wife together, they pay eighteen hundred dollars a month for um, health coverage. With you know, I mean, they're obviously over fifty five, but. Um, Eighteen hundred dollars a month for the two of them, so nine hundred bucks a piece for coverage. With and they both had pre-existing conditions and stuff. So, if you look at that number of forty-two hundred a month, that's that's quite the savings. Nine hundred to forty-two hundred for right. health for health coverage. This one also um, points to kind of what we were getting at about like, can you afford? Can you afford it or not? It's like. Yeah, it's like we're we're a victim of our own privilege. It's like we're we're able to like well we'll you know. <laughs> anyway, I'm just yeah. a lot of these comments came in and I did I saw them. I'm just kind of going back and looking at some of the ones I liked. Um, and then this another one that I really liked again pointing to the socialism part right here. So this was also what I was kind of when I was hinting at with the military. <laughs> yes, it's absolutely yeah. true. Yeah, I like I like uh, tap trails. It brings a lot of uh, common sense to it. You know, yeah. kind of says the things that nobody wants to say. <laughs> I mean, it's no, it's definitely true. I mean, um, let's see. Oh, okay, COVID infection doesn't mean certain death. Twelve point two million cases, two hundred fifty six thousand deaths. Definitely agree with this one. Every politician is a snake charmer. They are the original influencer. For and, sure. And I mean, that gets back around like kind of in a way what this is all about for me is, again, getting back to like the Gavin Newsom hypocrisy. You know, yeah. you you have to be able to take the information and use common sense and use uh, compassion, empathy, you know, concern for your fellow human um, and not not decide that, oh, well, Gavin Newsom went off and, you know, broke his own rule. So I don't have to do it either. I mean, we're we're adults like, you know, you made that analogy with being a parent and like do as I say, not as I do. But we're not children here. And Gavin is not our parent. You know, we are grown adults. And, you know, it's unfortunately, though, there are going to be those people who are like, well, look, see, he's not doing it. That means it's not important. Yeah, I hope that. um I just hope that people remember remember some of the things um, about some of these politicians and stuff when it comes time to vote. Yeah. Sometimes people have a very short memory, and you know, when it comes time to vote, I, I, especially in local elections where we have more of a say so. Right. Um, oh yeah, definitely. But that kind of goes like kind of ties into your electoral college thing that you had uh, on your podcast. Oh yeah, uh, from last yeah. Um, yeah, just remember some of this stuff when it comes time to vote, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of that, did you know that um, uh, we were talking about, like, information and where you get your information? Um, so Joe Biden is still not being given, like, the, the briefs, the, the, daily, the presidential daily briefings. Like, Donald Trump is completely keeping him out. <laughs> <laughs> like, they... <laughs> unprecedented they're supposed to have like they always have like a transition process they bring the new president into the white house they start give they're supposed to start giving him the brief now like yeah. uh when today one's channel was talking about how like joe biden has the same access to information that you and i have he's not getting any like it's Dude, crazy. I'm telling you, 
I'm telling you, it's gonna be it's gonna be the sheriff <laughs> evicting him. He ain't leaving. But he is not leaving. You're gonna I have would, to make I that hope, guy go. <laughs> I hope to see that. I hope that. I would love uh, to see that. I would love to see him getting escorted out. Like the I matrix. Mean, I mean, I'm, I'm picturing like the matrix. Remember at the beginning of the matrix when he gets escorted out by the agents out of his I job? I can't picture it. I can't picture it. But yeah, yeah. Um, he's just. It, I, I saw this meme, and I'm, I'm guilty. I, I love memes, and I and I I don't get news from it, but I think it's hilarious. And it said something like uh, something to the effect of these um, these Trump supporters are starting to sound a lot like snowflakes, you know. And then yeah. like Tommy Lauren's voice popped in my head, and I just started laughing. I was like, "This is great." Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere soon until someone makes him. I don't. So, I haven't even been following the uh, the legal action he's taken. I don't even know what's happening with all that stuff, with the recounts and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I don't so, know what's happening. Is it even? Getting, is it getting thrown out? What's happening to this? Yeah. No, no I'll tell you what's happening. Uh, every it's getting thrown out in every court because. So here's the thing. So there's no evidence because every case is getting thrown out because there's no evidence. Even like Republican judges, some of whom Trump has actually instated himself. And he's like confounded, like, wait, but they owe me. Like, they're going to just, you know, um, yeah, they're all yeah. throwing it out. And the, the funny thing is his press secretary, uh, Kelly McNanny, she's up there going, the, the reporters are asking her, you know, where's the evidence? Where's the evidence? She's like, I got the evidence right here. She just holds up like a, just like a piece, piece of paper. paper. <laughs> she's like, this, I got like the evidence go all right here. And it like, <laughs> came out later that they were just empty, blank pieces of paper. And people are like, wait a minute. So Trump is going to court and all his cases are getting thrown out because he has no evidence because his press secretary is holding all the evidence and she's not giving it up. Like, what's going on here? Uh, and there's still 86% of Trump voters still believe him. I saw, where the heck was I? That's insane. Oh, you know where I was at? I mean, for people who are not from around here, they have no idea what I'm talking about. But I was, uh, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with Rio Linda and Alcorn Boulevard mm -hmm. out here. Uh, so I was coming down Alcorn Boulevard, leaving the military, uh, the commissary. And there was a guy with a Trump. Uh, American flag and a Trump flag flying on his on the back of his truck, and I was just kind of giggling. I was like, "Dude, like, get over it," you know. It's like it's like one of those things. Like, hey, I had a one foot by two foot flag or whatever, and now now I'm gonna get a two by four. And if that don't work, I'm gonna get a four by eight. You know. <laughs> there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of like flag. Um, violations too have you noticed that like i mean like as military yeah. people like we kind of you know we we're trying to be conscious of like the the rules and regulations of what with, with the american flag there was one thing just recently where a guy like he did a distress signal he did the american flag upside down off of a uh like a construction tower did you see that and people were like commenting I didn't see it, but yeah I've, I've seen it before i've seen like the even even the thin blue line flag uh yeah i mean everything from flag bikinis which we all grew up <laughs> loving you know uh, all that stuff is is a no-no you know it's literally illegal yeah i mean like yeah. actually having the flag upside down and it's not actually distressed like that's illegal that's the only reason why it's supposed to be upside down is like an emergency um but yeah Another thing I kind of hate too is when people fly uh, fly the American flag 
equal or lower to like Trump flags and stuff. That drives me crazy. I mean, I don't care what flag it could be Trump or anyone else, but yeah, um, everybody knows, you know, it's supposed to be flying. Even if it's just a little bit higher, it's supposed to be higher, you know? Well, I mean, you, I don't know how much of these, some of these videos you watch, but there are literally videos out there where, you know, they get these Trump supporters saying stuff. And like, I saw one where the guy's like, um, I support Trump more than democracy. <laughs> like, I, mean, <laughs> I want you to write him a letter and see if he'll let him, he'll let you stay in one of his towers, his hotels or something, you know? It's like you, um, you have, you have to laugh to- just so you don't like lose your mind. Yeah. yeah it's comical. I mean, these kinds of people, these are the kinds of people that would like enslave us if they had the chance. I mean, like, if Trump had his way, he would never, he would never leave. He would not leave power. So, I mean, I had, I had read this uh, book one time and uh, it was a business diversity class and it was about um, like patriotism. And uh, I remember, I remember coming away with, from it, think like kind of questioning, you know, uh, the pledge of allegiance and how we do all these things. At what point does it become kind of toxic? You know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's it's weird if you're gonna if there's su- a such thing as you know toxic uh, masculinity and everything else. Can and can patriotism be toxic? You know because I've said to a lot of people, you know, baseball games and all that stuff. You know, I, I always stand up. You know, I take my hat off. I do all that stuff, and I look around. I, I see a ton of people that don't do it. You know, but then they have an issue with somebody kneeling um, during the national anthem or whatever. But you look around, you got a bunch of people stuffing their face with hot dogs and drinking beers in the middle right. of it. It's like, okay, like where's this where's this standard at? You know, because you know, you have a cigarette in one hand and a beer in the other and it's and, because and, brown people were doing it. That's why. Yeah, I, I think in some ways, They're yeah. In ways, it's just um it's just you just jump on the bandwagon based off of uh like you know, like you were saying, people just follow follow Trump blindly or you know, you follow uh, Democrats blindly or whatever, people just stop, stop kind of using like logic to make their own decisions. They just start following what they think is right. Yeah. No, I mean, you make a good point. Like if you're at a baseball game, you always have people out in the, in the back, you know, in get concession stands or whatever. They're back there eating. Yep. They're not, they don't hear the anthem and then be like, Oh wait, let me put down my beer and hot dog and go down and make sure I respect yep. this flag. Yeah, I've I've been uh, I I was uh, invited to a baseball game with two of my friends, um, both of which are um, not affiliated with the military at all. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to pass up on a free uh, Rivercats ticket, especially like we got some nice, um, nice tickets where you get to go up into a little like free food area up there. And uh, we're sitting at the table talking and then um, I just kind of stopped. National Anthem came on, stopped, stood up, did my thing. And they were looking at me like I was crazy. I was like in the middle of a conversation and I was like, whatever, I'll get back to you in a minute, you know? Yeah. Um, but that's, that, that means something to me, but I don't, I don't feel like, I mean, they could have kept on talking for all I care. You know, I'm not going to force right. like my beliefs on them. Um, I find it rude, but um, that's their choice. And you know, when it comes to all these, I guess, patriotic ideas, I, I think at this point is some of it's kind of getting ridiculous, you know? Yeah, I mean, picking and choosing, you know. Yeah, definitely. I think I think patriotism is good. Nationalism, not so much. And uh, 
And I and and when I say patriotism, I mean like patriotism as in upholding the spirit of the Constitution, which is it's a li- living, breathing document that can be amended. And the whole idea of it is about is supposed to be about civil rights and freedoms and not restricting people and not, you know, but it's not if it's not done consistently, then that's not really patriotism. That's just. Yeah. You know, you and then you kind of get into like what you were talking about, like things not being enforced universally across the board. Um, But some of these like crazy, um, these I don't even know what the names of these like protesting groups are, but some of these crazy groups are doing it in the name of like they're saying they're patriots or whatever. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, they they it's like they romanticize about you know, they're this, you know, patriot who's protecting the constitution. And like, what are you talking about? Dude, you're an idiot. You know, you're running around here, uh, with, with freaking guns trying to protect stuff that ain't yours. Like, how is that being patriotic? <laughs> I mean, in my opinion, I just, I, yeah. I, I'm not making I'm not, I'm not connecting the dots, but I, I mean, I don't know. To me, I just think they throw that around a lot. Um, like, like there's some kind of tears to being uh, an American or something. Like, oh, right. I'm more American than you because of you know whatever. I fly a flag outside my house, or I'm more American than you because I'm willing to stand up for what I believe in. It's like, okay, whatever. I, yeah, I think I think symbols can be a very dangerous <laughs> thing. Yeah, um, with uh, with your uh, flat-footed uh, medical. Keeping you from joining the military, bone you know. Spurs. Yeah. yeah, I got bone spurs, or you know, I got a ingrown toenail, or else I would have joined the military. Man, get out yeah. of here with that, you know. If you really, if you really want to run around with guns and 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 protect your country, you know, join the military, and they'll pay you to do it. Don't right. go marching around the streets, um, trying to intimidate people that are um, protesting and what they believe in you know, for the yeah. majority peacefully, you know. That's yeah. kind of my bone to pick with this whole patriot kind of thing, but right. I don't know. I, I mean, everybody. I think I think patriotism <clears throat> really should be kind of like religion. It should kind of be personal and meaningful to you in your own way. It's really about being a good person, right? I mean, being a decent person. You know, I mean, like what you said about the flag. Like, yeah, I I get up and like sometimes I'll I'll salute because you know they made that. Um, regulation a little while back where like if you're even if you're not in uniform like if you're a vet yeah. you can salute i did that a couple of times but then i kind of felt self-conscious about it because like most people weren't i don't necessarily want to like point you know identify myself or anything and then plus some people might not know that that's a thing and might think that i don't know what i'm doing and um but i mean at the end of the day it's like eat to each his own you know i mean i remember i remember when i was younger if i i would see people like not taking their hat off um, or even maybe not standing for the national anthem. And I would be like, like, wow, that's not necessarily offended, but just think like, you know, that's sad. They don't know the proper way to act. Um, That's kind of gone out the window lately. And not because not so much because of Colin Kaepernick for what he did, but because of the response to it and the inconsistency, kind of like what you were saying about like, you know, um, 
the people, you know, to eating or, or talking while the anthem is playing, but then those being yeah. the same people that <clears throat> criticize him for kneeling. Yeah, um, exactly. Like I'll say for myself, actually, when, when that stuff first came out with, with Kaepernick, I, I kind of didn't support him um, sitting because if you remember at first he was not kneeling, he was actually just sitting. And then I there was, yeah, I there don't was, remember that part. When I, when I became aware of it, he was, he was kneeling and it was yeah. after he had spoken with, uh, I, I don't know if he was active, but he had talked to a yeah. service member and yeah. the service member had suggested that. So that's when I became kind of privy to that info. But yeah, he was sitting at first. And then there was this talk about like, should the, should the NFL find him for it? But once I learned what it was about, like why he was doing it, then I was all for it. Especially the more, the more that he became like vilified for it, the more supportive of it I became, you know, cause I kind of started to understand what it was really about. Um, yeah. I remember people asking me um, at work, like, Hey, how do you, how do you feel um, as a service member, you know, and they'd be all amped up about it. And I just like, I don't know where you're getting all this, you know, anger and resentment for like, you're not in the military, you know, like, right. it was like your, your grandfather was or something. Well, why didn't you join? Right. You know, if you want to, if you want to be over here judging them and, and, and I remember them asking me like, how do you feel about it? And I'm like, you know, it's not for me. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that, you know, but um, I understand why he's doing it. Um, well, and controversial uh, protests always seem to be the most effective, right? So I was kind of like, you know, do what you need to do. I don't, I don't, have, I don't feel any type of way about it, really. Well, that's right. More than anything. Well, and that gets into the whole thing about like, well, you can protest just not that way. You know, that's not the right way to do it. It's like, what, what yeah. way is the right way? Like, yeah, you know, like, what's the right way? Like, I can't block you, right? So what do you want me to do? Yeah, I remember when um, there's a lot. I, don't, I forgot. I forgot who it was for a police. It was in response to one of the police um, police shootings, and and I don't remember which one it was, but um, there were some protests. It might have been Stephon Clark because I know it was local, but basically it was like they shut uh, down the Kings games for that. Remember? Yeah, like, so people were protesting at the Capitol, and you know nothing really happened. It was kind of getting a little bit of coverage, and then um, they they shut down the Kings game. Yeah, uh, I can't remember how it went, like what order it went, but when when they did that, there was a big like CHP uh, presence because they shut down I five as well. And I remember people talking real big and bad, you know, most of them were the guys, you know, who uh, really probably can't handle themselves, you know, but they were like, oh, I'll run them all over. I was like, dude, you ain't going to do shit. <laughs> like when there's 40 people around you, unless you're driving the big rig, you ain't doing shit. You're going to get your ass yeah. ripped out of the window if you start trying to, you know, go crazy on people. Yeah. But, uh I remember that, and then I remember when they went to protest in the Fab 40s out here. Um, mm -hmm. And for those of the people who aren't from around here, that is uh, like the definition of old money, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if you remember, that's when they were arresting tons of protesters that day. Um, some people, I think they were from the SAC B or something, but like um, reporters were being arrested too, and they're... Um, there was a, I don't know, and I don't know if it was ever found to be factual or not, but they were saying like that they were being 
told to disperse and being turned around one street and then being turned back around mm-hmm. when they get to the other side and then being arrested for not dispersing. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I said, I had said to um, people at work, like, isn't that the most effective type of protest? You know, one that's controversial and is, and is interfering with the ability for you to live your normal privileged right. life, like Getting the life that they're protesting about, like, boycotts like sit-ins uh going back to the civil rights era those were all the most effective you know yeah Um, i mean i I mean that's kind of like how i connect it like it's never been a popular thing or else it wouldn't be a protest to start right well i mean right and you get back to like what kaepernick actually did that wasn't disrupting anything and i mean people Mm -hmm. were People were literally burning their NFL jerseys because of that. I mean, <laughs> that was funny. It's like I thought that was absolutely ridiculous. You're gonna go. I don't know how much a jersey costs. To be honest, I've never purchased. Not one. cheap. I know that. But they're not cheap. You know, it's so like you're gonna go buy one. Like who, who, Nike. I don't know who even sponsors them. I think it was Nike. You know, but yeah. um, you're gonna go buy it. it. You know, he's getting his money off of it already, and then you're gonna go burn it. Like, <laughs> okay, yeah. he already made his money off of you. So what does that matter? Yeah, and maybe for a YouTube like, I guess you could do it, but um, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, I think the NFL makes more money off that stuff than the actual players do. Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's an interesting kind of uh, take on the whole patriotism and you know flag yeah. and protests and all that stuff. But I don't know. I love, I I don't I don't like being like the spokesperson for military people or something. Cause I just, I don't really, I'm not your typical like military person, I guess, you know, I guess people, when people think of the military, I'm not really like mentally, like what you would think, like some hardcore, like jarhead kind of guy, you know? Yeah. Um, so I don't really like to be the spokesperson cause people probably, are going to think that like my opinions are the opinions of all my peers, you know? So, but it's, I don't know. I don't know. They always put me on the spot. It's like, I, I don't know. Ask somebody else, dude, you know, I'm yeah. just an average guy. I'm just an average dude with an opinion. Like, yeah, I think I'm probably uh, too opinionated at times because of, you know, the whole commander in chief type thing and all that. But mm-hmm. um, I'm obviously like outside of guidelines at times, but you know, I am a human too. Like, I'm not a drone. You, you know what I'm talking about. Every year, we every especially this year with the election and stuff, they were saying, uh, "Oh yeah, social, social media protocols and all that kind of stuff." It's like, okay, yeah, yeah. <sighs> I don't know. A lot of uh, kind of uh, unloaded a lot of stuff today, though. Talked about a lot of different things. Yeah. We didn't even get to Kyle Rittenhouse. I was uh, oh that Joker. That's actually like we could touch on that real quick if you want to. I know it's getting late, but yeah, uh, I was gonna yeah, I wanted to wrap it up, and I know it's getting late for some of the East Coast folks, but um, yeah, if you want, did you have something? You want to say something about that really quick? Uh, yeah, like you know, um, honestly, uh, I know my brother's probably uh, he's amped up, probably wanting to talk about this kid, but um, I had a little bit of a disagreement with some uh, family members. Uh, about that kid, you know, I don't, so the facts that I had last read was basically he got, he's basically illegally a possession of a firearm. 
Um, he was in a different state. Um, and, and he was supposedly what he, from his little interview, he was, um, there to administer first aid to people who needed it, you know? Uh, and then some of the other facts that I found were, yeah, he was across state lines with a firearm. Um, and he was not of legally in possession of that firearm because he was what, 17 and a half or whatever he was. Um, but for us, we kind of think, oh, he's over state lines, you know, he's hours away, but it's only like a 30 minute drive, I think is what someone had, had reported, um, where he lived to where he was at. But so yeah, it is illegal, but it's not some kind of crazy thing that like he drove across the whole state to get there. Well, what difference does it make how many miles he drove? He went there and shot people. <clears throat> yeah, I think, I think it's relevant. I think it's relevant for people. Um, I think it's relevant because. It's 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 like for us, it's it would be like us driving to like Al Grove or something, you know. It's not like some crazy but we don't drive thing. To Al Grove and then kill people. Yeah, no, I just think. I mean, I'm just saying like the facts, basically. So, and then getting to the situation itself, the altercation, or the I guess you could break it up into two altercations was um, they were held up at some kind of gas station, and there were some people on the roof that he had said in one of his interviews that were like overwatch, you know, they're providing overwatch, like it's yeah. some kind of war zone or something. But, uh, and then they were supposed to be down below. And, um, at that point, somebody started to like antagonize him saying, Oh, you're going to shoot me. You're going to shoot me, shoot me then. And started like chasing him. Um, at which point he kind of turned and ran and got to a wall, um, where he could no longer run. And when he turned, I guess that's when he threw like a bottle. Uh, I don't know if that's if it was actually a bottle or not, but he threw something at him. At which time, uh, I guess Kyle um, raised his firearm and, and fired. I think two shots or fired at the guy. Um, basically, like, and I don't know how many times he was struck, but he was struck and killed. Um, and that's when he like there was a video of him like freaking out, saying, "Oh, I just killed someone! I just killed someone!" And then he starts like, at that point, he decides for whatever reason to start trying to um, get to the police line, like try to run from the scene of the crime to the police mm -hmm. line to get, I guess, protection. Um, and everybody in this, and I don't want to say mob because it has like a lot of uh, negative connotations to that word, but this group of protesters were like, Hey, he just killed someone. He just killed someone, you know, get that, uh, mother effort. Da, da, da. And then that's when people started chasing him. And the, the skateboard guy, um, he was still running, you know, I don't, and that's the video. I think that was a cell phone video that you saw. And he, when he tripped, he turned, um, and fired up at that. I think it was a guy with the skateboard. He fired up at him, struck him. Yeah. Um, and then there was a second guy. I don't know if you remember seeing that or hearing that. There was a second guy who actually had a firearm, firearm on him, a pistol. Mm -hmm. um, and I think he's the one who got shot in the hand. If I if I if I remember correctly, um, mm -hmm. it's been you know weeks since I've looked at this particular case. But with all that being said, you know, um, how do I feel about the charges? You know, and the bail and all that stuff. Uh, I definitely feel like the kid's an asshole. He should have never been there. Um, he's guilty of all kinds of um, crimes, but 
in regards to the first shooting, you know, he was retreating to the point where he couldn't anymore and he defended himself. Um, so I, I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing like a premeditated murder type charge there. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not seeing that. But why did um, he go there? That's, and that's the thing that that's a separate like thing, which I'll, I'll, I'll unpack that in just a second, but I'm not seeing murder there. Um, I'm seeing uh, a defense case. And then when he flees the scene of the crime, mm-hmm. um, I think there's a charge that could be had there. Um, and then the second shooting of the guy with the skateboard, I, I, I'm thinking it's very similar to, um, to the first shooting, the first incident. I, I think there's a case there for um, defense as well. So to go to why is he even there, uh, that's where he becomes a piece of shit because, you know, you go knocking on enough doors um, and somebody's going to answer, you know, and I think that's, I think he absolutely, um, me and my friend talk about it. uh, Like he kind of, I think he had this fantasy of being like this, some, like I said earlier, like this Patriot or something. Um, And he thought he was out there doing like, you know, some good protecting the community or whatever, or he could have just been putting himself in a situation where he was going to be, allowed to shoot somebody i don't know what kind of you know what's in his head you know i can't i can't speculate on his mindset but um he definitely shouldn't have been there i don't think he has any duty or right to be there you know i'm 100 percent for i feel like it's my right and my duty to protect myself my and my property and my family you know my household my business whatever i'm 100 percent for that but i do not agree with you know, going to whatever it was, a Shell gas station owned by Joe Schmo, who we don't know, or some corporation full I know, but yeah. I don't I don't believe I have the right or the obligation to go protect some gas station that's not even mine. Um so I'm hundred percent against that him being there at all. But um I'm not seeing a murder there. I'm just not seeing a murder charge there for well, me. Do you know? Okay, first off, do you know that he actually tried to be a volunteer for the Minneapolis police, and that they rejected him? No, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, um, and I'm not sure, hundred percent. Like um, for myself, I would ask, like, what's the relevance, you know, to the actual situation? Because there? the police told him not to come. They told okay. him, you know, it's it's kind of like. It's kind of like when the police told uh, when the uh, a nine one one operator told um, Zimmerman, "Oh, uh, not to pursue him." Not like to pursue. Yeah, it's kind of the same principle in a way, right? It's like this is not your fight, kid. Like, yeah, yeah. And they. Well, I mean, does that does that constitute murder, though? Like, I mean, that that's that could serve as a. Uh, circumstantial evidence to something it goes into the record absolutely you have the sheriff saying after the fact he was because he was he was questioned afterwards he's he said yeah this kid wanted to be a part of my volunteer service and i told him no because i did not want to have the liability of his safety i mean but but wasn't there another video though wasn't there another video um where it was like were they like 
they were giving water to him, like him and some other guys or something. They're giving oh, yeah, him bottles of water. They took, so to fast, they took him for fast food too. They were giving him burgers and stuff. Yeah, so that's kind of that's kind of uh, contradicting, like the whole you know, stay home. It's not your fight. But if you do come, we'll give you water and food. Like, ah, I mean, it's kind of weird in itself, isn't it? They well, they knew of him. I mean. They knew a little bit about who he was, I guess, but they that that was also part of the video. They showed the police driving by him when he's in the middle of the street. There's people yelling like this guy shot people, and they just yeah. drive by him and go down to the. Uh, I actually did a I did a video on on Rittenhouse also where I kind of like went down and the stuff was a little bit more fresh in my mind then, but I kind of went through some of the facts. But um, I wanted to see if you could answer this one because this is what I was going to ask about what Tap asked about. Like, where do you get that? And, and yes, the escalating from a bottle to a deadly force. And, um, yeah, that's, that's tough because, you know, um, the part of it escalating, I think like to address that, um, it's, it's, it's tough, you know, because if I, first of all, I would never be in that situation. I would never put myself in that situation like well, that. Now, but, yeah. And I was going to ask you that too. Cause I know yeah, you would never, put, I will oh. never put myself in that situation. But, um, if I was, and somebody is chasing me with a bottle, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know where people's individual gauges on what, what they feel is lethal. Um, lethal force you know but i would have no problem if i was being chased by somebody with a bottle and they're telling me to shoot me you know and and i would have no problem shooting shooting a person who was chasing me with a bottle um i hope that doesn't make me seem like a cold-blooded person but um somebody could be chasing me uh with a high heel, you know, and if they're saying the right things and I'm in fear for my life, I feel, uh, it's very subjective to there's, what you feel like their intent is, you know, there's a, well, there's a lot of layers here, obviously. Um, first off, like you would not be in a position, I don't think to have a person running at you with a bottle because you're a responsible gun owner. Right. I mean, we've talked about this, like you're not going to yeah. cross state lines illegally carrying a gun and going, and I mean, I mean, okay, now, and I'm not, I'm not a gun owner, but like, I understand like that there's certain types of responsibilities as a responsible gun owner, right? Would, is it, is it responsible? And I'm, I'm being kind of rhetorical. I mean, obviously I kind of know what you're going to say, but like, are you supposed to be brandishing a weapon and taking it into a place like that, a, a heated place where there you where you know that people are going to have their tempers up there you're, you're you're going into a, an inflamed situation with a gun is that i mean is that responsible behavior what kind of outcome are you expecting yeah what I is think, his expectation um, what does he think is going to happen when he goes there that's the thing that i that's the thing that i want to know so i think that um i think that if you're in a situation so i could see a, i could see a point either way you know if um is if you're going to a place to to administer like first aid, right? Like we do this in the military all the time. You know, we have armed uh, medics. You know, um, pararescue and all. That, you know, so that's not an unheard of thing. Um, 
so I could say yes or no. I can make an argument either way. But the fact of the matter that uh, he just should not have been there to right. to protect anything, to administer first aid. You know, I don't even think he was qualified to administer like first aid and stuff. So he has no reason to be there. Um, as far yeah. as it being irresponsible, I think the fact that like if you know it's illegal to be in another state with your firearm or whatever, then it's it's not responsible, obviously. But if let, let's say if because um, I am I am a um, gun owner, so let's say if I take my gun and I go on a road trip to uh, Nevada, like what is it, two hours away, two hours and fifteen minutes away, and I and I unknowingly broke a law. Um, I don't think that makes me a horrible person or an irresponsible gun owner. Um, by definition, I would be, but I don't think that it was some kind of like gross negligence. It would be, a, I think it would be like give me a warning and send me on my uh, back across state lines and like basically like educate like yeah. um, more compliance than it is punishment. But with this kid, I mean, there was just so many layers of wrong there. Um, but I wanted to, to address that like, lethal response to somebody chasing me with a bottle like um uh, uh like and i'm not trying to side with police but um to use that as an example um if you if you are coming after um i don't know if you're aware of this even but if somebody's reaching for your belt like if you're a cop and someone is reaching at your belt that is um you could respond with lethal, lethal force if you need to, because those things on your belt are considered weapons, um, whether it be your taser, um, your pepper spray, your baton, those things are considered weapons. And so you can respond with lethal force. So um, addressing the comment about the bottle. Um, yeah, like I'm not I'm, I'm not I'm not for that. You know, you're not going to chase me down with a bottle, with a stick, with a broom, you know, a shovel. You're not chasing me down. So, with anything, And I'm not giving any warning shots. You know, if I pull my if I pull my weapon out, it's, it's not to give anybody a warning shot. So, right. I understand that. But like. What kind of a person is going to chase after somebody with a fucking bottle? Who's got a, who's got a semi-automatic? I apologize for this. I try not to, I try not to swear too much on this channel. No, I, 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 I get I, that too. I get that too. What kind of person does that? Somebody, I mean, I, somebody who's definitely like, I'm not saying they're stupid. It was a stupid thing they did, but they definitely let the emotions, like it was probably but some where, tensions pretty high. Um, but, but, I, um, but I go back to what Tap was saying because I don't I haven't seen the evidence of that where is the corroborating evidence of this story that he was that he was you know on an alley because the only thing I saw was him shooting people in the middle of the street an open street that was the second part so the first part there were the first part um I don't know where where that came out but it was right after it had happened um, I had read that and I would have to look it up again and see if I could find something to corroborate that. But even like, let's say like, take that first, take that first, someone chasing him with a bottle or whatever, take that out of it and dissect just the other one where let's say he has already shot somebody. And, and that opens up to the second incident where he was being chased, um, by, uh, a group of people. Um, one of which, decided when he caught up to him with a skateboard, he was going to try to hit him with a skateboard. Um, 
again, like if someone's hit me with a skateboard and I have a, a means to protect myself, they're going to get shot. So I'm supposed to believe that this, this kid who, okay, he took it upon himself to legally cross state lines with a gun that he wasn't, he did not legally possess, right? He took it upon himself to put himself in that situation. And now he feels, he feels justifiably, uh, a fearful for his life based because of he's carrying a semi-automatic weapon, right? He's feeling this fear for his life. And that's more justified than the people that are there that see him there with the semi-automatic weapon and him and knowing the fact that he's not legally carrying you. I'm saying you, you knowing the fact that yeah, he's not yeah. legally carrying the gun. You're um, saying he's more justified in his actions than the people that, in that situation. No, I don't think it's a matter of more for me. Um, I definitely feel like, so it's kind of that goes to that, that old saying, you know, uh, let's say it's not, it doesn't, it's not a hundred percent like, like cut and dry, but, um, if those people who were chasing him felt like they were in danger, that he was posing an immediate danger to their lives, they had mm -hmm. every right to to beat him to death with a skateboard if necessary, if that's what they felt they needed to do to protect their life. But, um, the fact that somebody is running, um, away from you with, and they're not pointing a weapon at you, it would be hard for me to make that argument for them. If they were saying, Hey, I was chasing him with the skateboard to beat his head in, um, because I was afraid for my life. Um, it would be hard for me to make that argument for him. For I, I I I don't remember that guy how old he was or whatever, but you would um, it would be hard for you to argue that the guy was justified in fearing for his life. Yeah, if from Rittenhouse. Yeah, if he's chasing him down with a skateboard and and uh, let's say he caught him, let's say he caught uh, Kyle right, and he beat him down with the with his skateboard um, mm -hmm. to hospital or death or whatever, right? And now he's on trial for beating him down with a skateboard. And I'm sitting yeah. on the jury. I'm like, yeah, you know, I don't believe you were in fear for your life. You chased him 50 yards. Never once did he lift his weapon up um, and aim it at you. Never once did he say, like, I'm going to shoot you or, you know, whatever. Um, but you mm -hmm. continue to chase him. Um, so I, if I was on a jury, I would have to say, I don't think you were in fear for your life chasing somebody down. Um, I mean, we're, That's I mean, where um, I, I would come from from that perspective, um, but it, he, he's guilty of a lot of things. I, I think he's he's a victim of. Oh, geez, I don't want to blame the administration, but um, he's a victim of this whole like circumstance of where he thinks he's some kind of you know hero or patriot or he's doing some service to his country by being out acting like some kind of militia man or something. Um, yeah. I, you know, he's, he's delusional to the sense, you know, he's 17 impressionable delusional kid that broke a shit ton of laws. But I don't, I don't feel like murder in itself is one of them, you know? Well, I'll just say a couple of things. First off, um, <clears throat> Again, getting back to kind of the idea of responsibility, you know, when we talk about like leadership and accountability, right? Responsibility, like he made a he made a choice, right? He put himself in that situation. 
And, you know, again, I'm, I'm speaking as not a, not a gun owner myself, but I'm trying to kind of put myself in like your shoes, maybe like, as I would think if I was a responsible gun owner, you know, you have, you have to make a personal judgment as to what your tolerance is for, for conflict. And again, I kind of bring it back to, I'm thinking back to George Zimmerman here and I'm, I'm not even necessarily, now I'm kind of getting into a more general idea here, not necessarily specifically to, to Kyle, but you know, you choose to put yourself in a situation that you, that you know could lead to escalation, to violence, whatever, right? George Zimmerman, and I'm, I'm kind of targeting him now because, yeah. you know, he followed it's similar. that. I think it's a similar, it's he a knew, similar situation. Yeah, I, mean, I do think it's a similar principle. He had a gun mm-hmm. on him, right? Zimmerman knew he had a gun. I don't know. I'm not convinced that he would have still followed that kid if he didn't have the gun. He went there no, knowing knowing that he had that security blanket, right? To go follow mm-hmm. that kid, just like this guy did. You, yeah. you, I would argue that you have a responsibility. If you're going to brandish a weapon and take it across state lines illegally, mind you, right? But either way, the fact that you're going to brandish a weapon and take it with you and, and with the idea being that you're going to be a, a security or, you know, yeah. whatever, EMT, like, yeah. You have to you have to have some sort of level of control and I mean frankly strength to to be able to handle what's coming at you without just going straight to shooting somebody. Now, see, I'm not gonna put myself in that position to where I have to decide if a guy's running after me with a bottle, am I gonna shoot him or not? Because I'm not gonna put my I'm not doing that. I'm not taking a gun and I'm not gonna go walk into a, a a protest with it in a place where I know emotions are running high. You know, you just had a man killed. I mean, the second time within the matter of, you know, a couple months, a black man killed by the police. I mean, or, well, I guess shot in yeah. this, this case, he was shot. He, he, he didn't die. Um, but you know, another shooting in the same, the same precinct. So I guess what I'm saying is, yeah, he he demonstrated a, a severe lack of responsibility in his actions. And I think that you kind of agree on that. And then the, the, the one other thing I was going to say, and then I'll, I'll let you have the last word. I know it, it's getting, getting late, but I was just going to say um, on the, on the, on the issue of murder and in particular felony murder. Now I'm, I'm, I'm drawing back to another conversation I had with, with Tofik. That was the lawyer that I had. When I did the episode on, um, actually, this was on George Floyd, and this was when the body cam footage was released on the George Floyd arrest, and we were talking about felony murder and what the definition of felony murder is separate from murder. Now, this is where I, I'm i not going to claim to know the – I don't know the details of the Rittenhouse charges as well as I do with – I followed George Floyd um, and the Derek Chauvin yeah. charges a lot closer. Yeah. I don't know with Kyle as, as, as well. But what I was going to say is that so felony murder is defined as a homicide, a murder that takes place in the commission of a separate felony that wasn't in the intention of murdering. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that is because that's what we, I would like to see. But we are in agreement that he broke laws. Yeah, exactly. So what we understand. Yeah, so, so listening to that podcast, you're right on par with that. I would be a hundred percent in agreement. So that's what I'm right. So that's what I'm saying is that I I would I am with you. I'm gonna give the kid the benefit of the doubt that he did not go there purely with the intention of killing somebody. 
I'm going to, I'm going to, because, and, and again, and that's coming from like, my dad was a, was a defense attorney. So I'm like, you know, he was very big on obviously like guilt, innocent and so proven guilty and all that. Like, I'm not going to say that he went there with that intention based on what I know right now. But what I do know is he broke several laws, as you just said, in the commission yeah. and illegally bringing a, cause, and this is, the, and I'm now I'm going back to what Tofik was saying. If it's a reasonable if a reasonable re- result in your action is that somebody could die and then somebody does die, like with his example, I think it was with like a home invasion. Um, yeah, it was also like an armed robbery or something, like an armed robbery of a liquor store. Right. And yeah. So then you would, I would, so if me and you robbed a liquor store, we knew with, that that was an inherently dangerous yeah. felony. Yeah. Yeah, see, yeah, you I, watched I, it. I was, yeah, I watched that it. That was so how like, he said you, it, too, inherently. Yeah, so you could, be, you could be, I could be charged with your death if, if right. you were to die from that. Yeah, and right. 100% he'd be guilty of that. I and mean, I, don't, I don't recall what the actual um, name of that charge would be. Fe- well, it's felony murder. Is so felony murder, but it's not like, like first-degree murder or something like that, you know? It depends on, well, yeah, it depends on, that's where you get into the levels of it, but... Um, but yeah, yeah and, I, and I'm not familiar with the the states, like what states actually have um, yeah. like that charge is available. But well, yeah, hundred percent. Like I'm f- all for that. He's the dude that 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 kid's a piece of shit. And and you know, uh, if there is a charge like what you just explained, you know, that I hope that that would be the at minimum what he gets yeah. on top of all the other charges. Well, it's Minnesota. It's the same. It's the same state. So okay. It's yeah, it's the same state that Derek Chauvin is being charged in. So yeah, it it, it does exist. Yeah, I think that with everything that he did wrong, especially if he can get one of those felony murder charges, um, I think ideally, like hopefully, um, you know, you you play stupid games and you win stupid prizes, and this kid hopefully um, he gets locked up for a long time. Um, but as far as like you know, a lot of people are. I mean, from California, anyways, they're saying like, "Oh, this is murder," you know. But it's, I, I'm not seeing it there. I'm looking at it from the same like kind of devil's advocate kind of uh, yeah defense attorney perspective. I'm not seeing it. Um, but everything he did was irresponsible, um, and it resulted in somebody losing a life and two other people being shot. Right? It was well, did the yeah. second guy die too? I know um, the first guy died. I don't remember if the guy with the skateboard died. Um, but then the other guy got shot in the hand. So three victims because of a kid made some stupid decisions and hopefully, yeah. um, he, he has to pay. But as far as the actual like murder part of it, I'm not seeing it. I, I, I can't, I can't see, um, from, from my perspective. And, well, and again, I would never be in that position, but if I was, um, you know, but take again, away all the other stuff, you know? Well, we have to, we're just, remember, we're, well, there's two different murders. There's, there's like first degree murder or second degree murder. And then there's first degree felony murder, second degree felony murder. If we're talking yeah. felony murder, then you yeah, can make a case there. Oh right? yeah. Oh yeah. hundred percent. He yeah. definitely, he, it doesn't take a genius. I don't mean, you could be 15 and know that you walking around with an AR 15 is illegal. Like you're not, you're not legally able to buy it. Right. So you know, you're illegally possessing it. Right. You know? So wow. yeah, we have to go with what we do. Yeah. So I, I absolutely, he knew he was, he knew he was breaking at least a law, you know, 
Um, and, 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 and I don't even know, I think there was even a curfew at that time. Um, yeah. He knew he was breaking a law and, and, and somebody's death was a result, um, in the process of him breaking that law, um, someone lost their life, um, to him. So I would be a hundred percent for, I I mean, I'm not a a lawyer, but first or second degree felony murder for sure. I don't know what the penalty is for it either. I don't know how long the sentence would be for that, but yeah. Um, well, anyway, I mean, we talked like 25 minutes on that and I, I was ready to kick off. Um, <laughs> yeah. I got it. That, so. I'm all about, I'm all about, um, protecting <laughs> yourself, your family and your property, but this kid was doing none of those. So, um, hopefully he gets the maximum sentence. Um, and, 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 and I, and I, I hate to make people, um, like I, I would hate for someone to be punished extra to make an example out of them, but maybe this is maybe this needed with this guy, you know? Yeah. He's not the only one who's doing this. He's just the only one to where it escalated like that, you know? There's a lot of people out there. I've seen videos yeah. of people, um, uh, not to pick on any particular race, but there was a video I've seen of like um, a white supremacist group, and they, he fired a he fired a a shot from his handgun into like a bush next to a bunch of like would happen to be black protesters. And I was like, Whoa, like how, and he was 15 feet from a cop, you know? So these kind of incidents are like these escalations in these, um, protest areas, you know, kind of where you have these standoffs between different protest groups. Um, they're happening, but it just didn't happen to kill someone and injure two others, like seriously injure two others. But maybe they just need to make an example out of them to teach people like, hey, keep your ass at home. You know, if right. you feel like protests are going violent or they're they're whatever, keep your ass at home, protect your home, protect your family and leave it at that. You know, um, that's kind of well, that's kind of I don't feel no duty to protect no shell gas station, but don't come over here to my house, you know. Right. Well, you know, and that's and that's the thing that I kind of was circling around before, like. You know, self-defense is sort of about your own castle, right? It's hard for me to get behind self-defense when you're going into another state. Yeah, that's- yeah I think self-defense, I mean, yeah, generally, yeah, I would agree. But self-defense could happen, you know, anywhere. Uh, yeah, but I mean. Could be on, I could be on driving down uh, to, like I said, I can be going to Nevada or going to another state like that. Um, and I defend myself. I probably broke some laws as far as, you know, carrying a firearm or something like that. But um I- I yeah. think there's probably good reason why it's it's very easy. Like I can buy a gun and have it if I just keep it at my home, right? Like I can buy a gun if I never take it out with me. I don't really I don't have to do anything. I don't have to get a special permit or license, right? If just just to have it in my house, isn't that right? I only it's only right. for carrying it out with you that you have to have. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you could have it in your home. It's supposed to be like obviously like locked up and everything just Um, for self-defense yeah i mean you you could have it for whatever you want for sporting and anything but um anytime you can and you can carry it with you like in your vehicle if you're going to or from somewhere but Mm -hmm. there's rules like you have to have like the ammunition separate from the firearm and it it, you know it has to be locked up in two separate areas you know um the easiest thing to do is to lock your gun up in a case and then lock your ammo up in a different case. That's the easiest thing to to do. 
Right. Um, no, you can't like carry it on you where, and that's for the reason of, you know, you don't have a permit. You have to have a concealed carry permit. Right. Um, where you, you would then be able to carry it on your person loaded. Um, but I don't know about Minnesota. I don't know if it's an open carry state. Things are different. I can only speak on like California law. They may allow right. you to walk around with the open firearm because so, some places are like that. Even here, yeah. when you're in the national forest, you're allowed to carry a firearm on you, um, which right. I really like it, but it cannot be concealed. It has to be open. Mm -hmm. So it's actually kind of opposite. If you conceal it, you're breaking the law, but if it's open, right. you're not. And I think I think that's for, for um, rangers, like park rangers and stuff like that, and for other um, law enforcement to understand that you are, you know, you are, um, you're armed. So right. I'm going to approach you differently. Um, but if you have a concealed, I guess they want to know if you have a firearm, but. Right. Well, and, and my only point really was, I mean, I know it's different in every state, but just my point being that like, it's, it's a lot easier to get a gun that you just keep with you at home for self-protection versus to have a gun. And my point there being that the, the onus on you is much more strict because if you're going out with a gun, there's an expectation that you have some level of responsibility. Like you have to be clear. Like you can't be like, if you're super hot headed and you're like one of these type of people that's just always ready to like start some shit with everybody. Yeah. You probably shouldn't be walking around with a gun. Right. So yeah, no, that's absolutely. what I'm saying is like having it at your house for self-defense is one thing. If you're going to take it out to another state and now you're, you're, you're going to face consequences if something happens as a, you know, as a result. Yeah. Um, I, I hope, I just hope out of all of this, I mean, I hate to say it cause I don't, I don't usually, I don't believe in making examples out of people, but I really hope that they make an example out of this kid because I'm sick and tired of, people thinking that um, they could just do whatever the hell they want. There's no consequences, you know? And, and I, 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 like I said, I hate to make him an example, um, but I really feel like an example needs to be made for all these people. Like my, um, like Mark was saying, um, hero complex, you know, these people that think there's some kind of a hero, there needs to be an example made where people, just stay their ass at home and, and, right. you know, just be normal. Like, don't be stupid. Just stay home. Don't be stupid. I was going to actually ask about that. Is, is that a book a hero complex? <laughs> no, I think it's just, just it's oh. like a general term, you know, hero oh, it complex. Was capitalized. I didn't know if that he, was like a book. He thinks he's some kind of a hero or whatever, but um, yeah. Yeah. I just feel like people just need to keep their ass at home, live and let live, man. If people want to go and, protest let them go and protest if you don't believe in it stay your ass home well, particularly if you wanna burn down a target let them burn down a target it ain't your target let them burn it down and they're gonna there's gonna be consequences to what they do too right but you are not a police officer you are not the national guard you're not a judge you're not a jury stay your right. ass home you know why would you put yourself in a position like why would this kid put himself in a position where he can get beat over the head with a bottle and stabbed to death or yeah. beat over the head with a skateboard. Put yourself in that position for what? To protect right. somebody else's Shell gas station? That guy ain't paying your bills. You know, why Why would you put yeah. yourself in a situation where your life is on the line? Because, I mean, from if that's how he felt anyways, you know, he, for all I know, he could have been a piece of shit trying to shoot somebody. I don't know. But at the very least, you put yourself in a situation where your life was going to be 
in danger for what? To get administered first aid, go volunteer at a half marathon. Get out of here, you know. Right. He put well, himself I mean, in a situation, and, and, and he should have never been there. And hopefully, he gets he gets made to be an example for everybody else. Well, you've you've demonstrated why you're the true tenth man because <laughs> you've really kind of like come at this from all angles. Like you started off like I thought we were going to be disagreeing, but I think we're pretty much in agreement. The only thing, the only thing I was going to say. And, uh, um, you know, and this is, this is making a little bit of a judgment, but this is just based on, you know, I've known you for, for like five or six years now. We've worked together for a while and we've had a lot of carpool conversations and all that. Yeah. I, you know, and it, it does context also matters. So I'll, 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 but in a, in a vacuum, I don't know that I believe that if, if you were there and you were armed and you had one guy coming at you with a bottle, I don't know that I believe that you would just shoot the guy. Oh, right? yeah. I mean, I, I definitely would. And I'm not bragging, but no, I definitely saying, would. I believe that you would eventually. But I'm saying I don't know that I that you would just go straight to shooting the guy. Like, if like let's say a guy comes out, he's like 30 feet from and, – and, and this is a lot of speculating because, again, I haven't seen necessarily proof as to this yeah. is what – with Kyle, but I'm just saying, yeah. like guys, at what point? Let's let me put it that way. At what point uh, do you shoot the guy? I think um, if I'm being um, trying to be as honest with myself as possible, I think that him simply chasing me with a bottle and throwing a bottle at me, um, I wouldn't shoot him in that moment. But um, if I was to stop, like if I was to not like say I get to a fence or a wall like this, what I had read that he got up to the, a, a building, like a wall in a building where he could no longer um, mm -hmm. retreat. And I turned around and, and I, and I drew it like in his case, he had a, a weapon across his chest and I drew it up and I actually drew down on somebody. Um, and I'm, and I'm yelling, you know, expletives and telling him to stop or I'm going to shoot him. And he keeps coming. I'm, I'm until he stops forward motion i would absolutely shoot him well um, i think a common sense person that sees somebody turn around and lift a, a rifle up whether it's an ar-15 a pistol any, any kind of firearm if someone's pointing a firearm at me it's kind of a universal sign to stop being stupid and turn around you know whether you feel like you're in the right or not that gun is going to win every time well I see. And now you kind of are getting back to like my thing, which is like, I have a little bit of trouble um, believing without evidence. I mean, I haven't seen, there might be, I, I haven't, I haven't actually heard this until just today when you told me, but it's hard for me to believe that a guy's going to go running after a dude brandishing an AR rifle with, with a bottle. Yeah. Some crazy people out there though, man. He, no, dirt. you're right, and I mean There's he could have been people do crazy shit, and he's amped up for he's feeling a certain type of way. So I'm not saying it's not possible, but even if yeah. you take that first situation out of it, like in that situation, I'm telling you, if if I raised my firearm and 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 I aimed it at him, and he did not stop, he whatever well, is in there until he stops coming forward, I'm going to continue pulling the trigger. You, you also, that's just well, you also it. added something about him having a weapon in his chest which that was yeah, not he had it across his chest like he had his 
So I don't know if you're familiar with this, like the sling. He had a sling. Wait, are you talking about the guy with the bottle or Kyle? The guy, Kyle. He had his oh, gun okay. off the chest. I thought you were talking um, about the other and he guy. he picked it up. Yeah, the guy with the bottle, I mean, I don't know. He must – I don't know if he was close. I don't know. I don't know exactly. All I just – I read it that one time and that was it. But in the other mm-hmm. situation, um, which is a little more known with this whole skateboard guy, um, I don't know if we would disagree in that situation, but absolutely in that situation, if a guy's swinging a skateboard at me um, and I'm on, I'm on the ground, um, I'm going to fire. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to protect myself. Mm -hmm. Um, All things removed from that situation, you know, say I'm walking home from having dinner with a friend or something. And, uh, and that same, some wackos chasing me with a skateboard. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to shoot them if I have to. Mm -hmm. Um, all other things removed um, to right. try to put it into a vacuum and yeah. it's just me walking down the street by myself and some guy screaming and swinging a skateboard at me, you know. It's hard for me to, you know, conceptualize that because, again, I just keep going back to, like, you're a smart person. You're not going to put yourself in that situation to begin with. So it's kind of speculative. But Yeah, yeah. I mean, all we could do is just try to – I mean – the way I the way I would come to that, and 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 I don't I don't know without ever being there. I don't know how I'd actually react. For all I know, I'd be you know terrified and and not be able to do it. But um, when you when you train like with your firearm, that's what you're training for, you know. Right. You're training to be able to shoot on target and, well, and hopefully be able to go through these scenarios in your mind that if this was a situation, this is what you're prepared to do. I, you know. And I will say, you know, for my what 10th man thought on the other side of it, um, with the caveat being that, again, I'm not I'm not as big on the defense argument when you're crossing state lines, you know, all that stuff uh, illegally. But just again, in a vacuum, you know, it's and in particular, I'm more supportive of this if you're like defending yourself at your own house. Yeah, but me too, yeah. if like, you, you know, if, when it comes to, like the warning shot or shooting at your feet. Um, yeah, I agree with the idea that if you are going to shoot, you have to shoot to kill. And that's, that's also coming from even a legal perspective, because if you're going to use, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is, this is my understanding of the way the law works when it comes to like personal defense. Like if you think that you're in fear for your life and you shoot the person, you should be shooting to kill. Because if you shoot somebody like in the leg then they're going to be like, well, how did you fear for your life if you didn't shoot to kill? You know what I mean? Like, and like, yeah. um, I don't know about legally how it would, how, how it plays out legally. I'm not sure either, but, um, I've heard that argument before by like gun advocates. So I'm just kind of playing it from the other side. Yeah. I, w- I would say, man, I, when it comes to warning shots, I just don't believe in them. You know, I don't believe in warning shots. I don't. Because it and, takes time. It's it's a time thing. It's a you're doing like you you train so like when when you when I target when I go target practice I'm not training to kill you know but I'm training mark marksmanship and I'm training to hit something that I want to hit. Um, so for you to somehow in that split second where your adrenaline is going crazy and so many things are happening so fast, it's hard enough to draw your weapon and get on target as it is. Yeah. Um, because I don't know if you've ever seen videos of like how fast distance can be closed by somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're supposed to 
you know, get your firearm out of its holster because you can't brandish a firearm. It's illegal to brandish a firearm for no reason. Once you pull it, it's supposed to be like your life is in danger. Right. But um, you're supposed to pull your weapon out, draw down on somebody and, and hit that target. Um, it's hard enough to do that before they could even like anytime you're in a, like in a, in a your typical um, argument, they're too close. They're too close. By the time you pull out no. your firearm, you're, you're body to body and you're shooting Potentially, you could be shooting yourself, um, but I think it was something crazy. Like when the time it takes for you to draw your weapon and push it out in front of you, they, someone can close like over seven to ten feet that fast. So I don't believe yeah. in that moment with all the adrenaline and all the other factors happening that I'm going to be able to draw my weapon, aim at a foot or a hand or. A, arm you know a leg i'm not gonna be able to do that i'm gonna pull it and i'm gonna shoot as if i was target practicing you know center mass i'm gonna aim for the the largest target you know which is center mass um right and i and i and i hate to i hate to like uh, like kind of talk about it that way because it's kind of dark you know like you're target practicing which is a fun thing for me um but it has this dark side too where you know, mm-hmm. in the back of your mind, you're always target practicing for that. Right. It's for fun, but it's always for that what if too, you know? Yeah. You, know, you always want to be, you know, if someone breaks into your house, you don't want to be the guy who doesn't know how to shoot, you know, or the girl, I guess, and, you know, probably mm-hmm. more importantly. But, right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Everything, um, everything that we're taught like in the military and everything that you, I mean, I was kind of brought up in a, in a um, environment where there was firearms all over the place, you know? And I think uh, I would like to believe that everybody that I know that grew up around firearms, I think we're actually more responsible um, with them. Um, And I know I could speak from experience that having grown up and owning my own firearms, I, uh, I'm a lot. I'm, a, I'm able to handle them a lot safer than other people that I've seen, you know, who actually like own firearms, but they don't know what the hell they're doing with them. Um, right. But yeah, I think this training—you train the same way, um, and hopefully, you're never in that situation. But if you are, you know, there's nothing that could prepare you for what's going to happen to you afterwards, you know. I don't, I don't even want to try to put myself in that situation where, you know, if I had to make that decision um, to choose between me or my family and somebody, somebody else, um, how I'd feel afterwards. Jesus is, that's just going to be a, a right. long, a long road ahead, you know, for your, yeah. mental, your mental state for that. So, yeah. Uh, damn, that's kind of a freaking, I didn't want to, I, it kind of like uh doom and gloom man i never really thought about it like that you know you kind of forced me to look at it like <laughs> from my perspective like if i was in that situation how yeah that's kind of gloomy well i mean sorry i guess but that was <laughs> i mean oh, I, mean, I mean it's probably important to think about it though because no, it, it is it absolutely is and uh you know i probably haven't visited that thought in a long time i mean i haven't been target practicing and a really long time either mm-hmm. but um i haven't thought of it that way i mean i always i always talk about it like even when this when the 
you know, protests were kind of going on. It was kind of getting crazy for a little while. Um, I had made uh, preparations here at home for, you know, like I typically don't have um, firearms loaded and everything, you know, but right. my stuff's always locked up in a safe. Um, mm-hmm. But in in that moment when I thought things were really going to, um, there was some propaganda that went out about, uh, I don't know if it was Antifa or whatever, but protesters were going to take to residential streets and, uh, yeah, it made me a little nervous, you know, and I was thinking, shit, I don't want to be in a position where I'm going to have to um, defend my property, you know, and uh, I had to have a talk with Juliet like, hey, you know, this is something that we got to think about. And um, luckily, it's just us, too. So, you know, um, yeah. we're able to have firearms more available than, um, say, someone with, with, with kids or, you know. Right. So, um, yeah, we made a few little preparations, but it's kind of weird that sometimes it's almost like an automatic thought process, but you never stop and try to think about, because like when you asked me, I I had to stop and think like, damn, I would have to make a choice in that, you know, 10th of a second or whatever. I had to have to make a choice. Like, am I going to take this guy's life? Like, am I that afraid? Am I not that afraid? What if I'm wrong? What if he's just crazy? You know, what if he's trying to show off for YouTube, you know? Right. See, okay. And I guess at the end of the day, I'm glad that you said that because more so my point being that and kind of getting back to what I was saying before, um, you're, you're being extremely thoughtful in the way you're saying it. Like initially you were like, like, yeah, I'd shoot him. Like, I hope that doesn't make me sound like a jerk. But then when I asked you, when I kind of challenged you on it, I was kind of like, you know, I don't know that I believe that. And now that's biased on my part because I only know a certain aspect. Like, you you know, I've never yeah. even seen you with a gun. Like, I only know a certain aspect of you. So I'm only, you know, but, but in my asking you and sort of challenging you in a sense, it kind of made you expand on it a little bit. And yeah. in doing so, you're kind of, you're kind of making my point, which is that, you have a certain level of responsibility and thoughtfulness and, you know, you're mature, you're, you know, you're a grown man and everything versus a, this kid who, again, wasn't in legal possession of a firearm, was not in a, not equipped to make that yeah. decision, right? What, right or wrong, he should not have been making that decision. He shouldn't have been there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah make for sure. That. I think, I mean, and I think this makes, this kind of talks to a point of mine, like I'm totally pro-gun, you know, I think a lot of the gun laws that we have here in California are ridiculous, and we kind of talked about it, I'm I'm pro-gun in, in more ways than, than, than not, but uh, one thing I will say about um, legally purchasing firearms and stuff like that, I definitely feel like 18 years old is too young, you know, that's something mm-hmm. that I feel... Um, and I would be 100% willing to come to a, to the table and talk with um, people about that. But I feel 18 is too young to be able to buy a firearm. I think um, there's a lot of maturity that happens between 18 and 21. And even more that happens between 21 and 30. But um, I think 30 is the part where you really get like really mature. You know, I mean, at least for me, I think there's something that happens between 27 to 31-ish. Yeah. But um, 18 is definitely too young well, if, to if, own a firearm, you know? If 18 is too young to own a firearm, then it should be too young to go to war. I And I, I would agree with that, too. I, I, yeah. I certainly would, you know? I would uh, 
I would I wouldn't be against that. I would definitely be against. Yeah. I think the only difference between the two is that when you're 18, you you you're actually um, you're signing up to to and you and you're getting training. You know, it's a voluntary yeah. sign up, and you're being trained to do so. Uh, when you right. buy a firearm from the gun store, you're not really you're not really trained. You know, you you know the basics. Yeah. Um, you're not trained but i think this kid is uh he wasn't even legally uh, he wasn't even 18 so yeah he's definitely not legal but i i would make an argument from uh from a gun like a gun owner's perspective that 18 is 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 too young well i uh i commend uh, you for this this conversation because you said you were nervous but you've you've been handling it like like you're a seasoned veteran here so uh, yeah, I haven't had to like carry the conversation or anything, so I appreciate I that. Um, I mean, I guess it's easy because I'm kind of used to just talking to you about stuff and you know, well, back and forth. And, so and it seems like your family is the dominant audience anyway, so you don't even like have to feel like you're <laughs> amongst strangers. Uh, my family's crazy though, so I can't. <laughs> half the time we're going at each other's throats, so we can't take that. Um, I think my my record here on these live streams, I think is only like 40 or 45 minutes. So this is two and a half hours. So that's crazy. I was not expecting this to go this long. Um, yeah. Uh, past my bedtime for sure. And we've <laughs> kept, and we've still got seven people. I mean, that's crazy. I don't, I don't know if Farrell, Farrell might've gone to sleep because uh, Farrell is in North Carolina. So she's oh, two yeah. hours ahead. I mean, North three Carolina, hours. She's three still, right? Yeah. Three. Yeah. So, and I haven't seen any comments uh, in a while, and I definitely would not blame her if she went to sleep. But we might find out in a second if she says something. But um, but yeah, um, super thankful for you and and uh, Gloria, Mark, and Juliet. Um, and I, I think those are all your people, right? Those are all the people you. Yeah, brought. yeah. That's my oldest sister, my brother. I'm the youngest, so it goes me, my brother, and then I have another sister, and then Gloria. Oh, okay. Oh, so that would be the four of us and then Juliet. Well, it's nice to virtually meet all of you. I definitely yeah. appreciate all the uh, all the chat. It's really cool. That's the thing I like the most about this is being able to engage with people. And then uh, I think so. Then, I, I like that, too. I really do. like. Yeah. I hope that feral um, and tap trails don't think I'm some kind of like gun toting asshole, you know? No, but, no, uh, I, um, I've, no, 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 they they don't. Um, and like I said, you, we, um, we, I think we, I think we mostly agreed on the Kyle Rittenhouse stuff. Um, and, uh, but yeah, no, I, it was good. It was a good conversation. Like I said, I, I, you know, it's funny. I brought up Rittenhouse just to, just to be like, you know, we don't have time to talk about him. And then all of a sudden that went into a, yeah. a whole, yeah. whole conversation. Yeah, a whole self-defense conversation and stuff like that. But, um, yeah. Oh, there's definitely, Farrell. I like, I like to definitely. Um, yeah, uh, Farrell, I hope uh, you don't think I'm some kind of like uh, NRA endorsing gun crazed person, but um, I really, I, I, I love firearms. I think it's a, a hobby more. I'm not like a collector, but it's a hobby of mine. And um, there's just that dark side to owning a firearm. And um, I mean, it could be anything, but it's just a, it's just a, it's just a tool. And um, I hope I never have to use it in a situation. Um, I definitely would never put myself in a situation like this Kyle kid did. But yeah, um, 
in a home, like in a, you know, uh, in a bubble, in a bubble, you know, self-defense situation. It's, it's a lot to unpack, you know? Yeah. I, and, and, you know, you've, um, I've, of all the people over the years that I've had conversations slash debates, you know, in the wake of like another mass shooting or something like that. And of all the people, um, you know, Jose has been by far the easiest for me to talk to when it comes to, you know, you know, we, we may have differences of opinion on certain things, but I definitely respect um, your, your stance, especially because over the years I've learned that, you know, we even talked about this, even just like after George Floyd, I know we were talking about this a little bit, like I've really, my eyes have been open to the sort of inequities in society. And, you know, one of the things that you used to used to say to me a lot was like, you know, I need to own guns because I have to be able to match what the police own. You know, you remember you were saying that you're like, if, if the police are able to own it, then I should be able to own it. And I remember like at the time I was kind of like, that seems kind of weird. That seems kind of almost childish, you know, but then I come to understand that mentality with like the things that I've seen um, so, you know, in terms of like racial issues. And then even like you told me some things about like your, your upbringing and, and I have a much better, I'm, I'm much better equipped to understand that thinking now. And it definitely changes the landscape. Like, do I still think that we need more common sense gun laws? Like, absolutely. Then like the, the mass shootings are, I, I, I can't, I cannot accept the idea that mass shootings are just an inevitable thing that's just going to happen. Like I, I cannot accept that and I won't. Um, but we can get into discussions about what are the best ways to combat that. But like I said, I totally get, you know, where you're coming from when it comes to those things. And I think that you, you explain it in a way that doesn't come off as like, you know, Oh, you're just some crazy libtard or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Those guys are like, they're coming for my guns. It's like, dude, shut up. They don't need your guns, man. Like you ever seen a freaking tank, you know? I don't care how many ARs you have. You're not going to stop a tank right. when they come knocking on your door, you know? So I'm not one of those guys, but I definitely, I still stand behind my um, statement uh, that if the police have AR-15s, I need an AR-15 because they have them to protect themselves from right. the negatives in the society. So right. I need to protect myself from the same negatives, you know? Um, so I'll stand by that until uh, until somebody can convince me otherwise. but. And I think, uh, like, uh, like with this current climate, you know, guns are selling as fast as gun stores can put them on the shelf. Oh, so, yeah. And there's a lot of first-time gun owners out there. So mm-hmm. um, that goes to show that, you know, when things aren't, you know, status quo and everyone's living in their, their perfect bubble, people find value in having a means to protect themselves. And so... Um, I just ask for, you know, I try to be as open-minded as I can with um, people who don't believe the same things that I do when it comes to firearms and, and you know, self-defense and stuff. I try to be as open to to, to their opinions. And I, and I ask that people who may not, like, you know, for you, for example, you don't find a lot of value in uh, firearms um, for, your, for yourself. But I ask that the same thing that I ask of you, I ask of others to, to think outside of your normal realm and say, Hey, you know, what, what do other people 
how are they living and why do they feel they needed firearms too, you know? Right. Because like I said, a lot of people are first time gun owners right now. And why are they doing that? Yeah. Their world is kind of like different than their daily, their daily lives. This is a different thing. I'm not, I'm not blind. Like I saw the video of, uh, there was a woman who I think she was, she had like a little baby. She had like a, an infant in her house and it was just her. And there's this, there's some dude like trying to break into her house and she calls 911 and she's got like a shotgun in her, in her. She's like, she's got the shotgun trained on the front door. And she's basically saying she's on 911 saying like, do I have permission to shoot this guy? I'm going to kill this guy if he gets through the door. And he's just, she's just basically covering herself, you know, like CYA, right? Like that way they yeah. have it on record of what I'm going to do. And the, the person, the woman on the line's like, you do whatever you need to do to protect yourself and your child. The dude yeah. busts open the door and she, she took him out. He was dead. And I a hundred percent support obviously her doing that. And, you know, obviously she was in a position where she justifiably had a gun because it probably saved her life. So I totally like, uh, I think you, know, you had said that, you know, I'm probably like the easiest person to talk to um, about gun stuff. And I think that like on the, on the flip side of that, I think you're probably the easiest to talk to as far as um, people who don't necessarily have the same views as me, you know, but um, you're yeah. able to look at it and really like step, step outside of your norm and, and look at it from other perspectives, you know? Yeah. So I, I definitely appreciate appreciate that and i do remember you saying one time that you'd be willing to go to a gun shop so <laughs> oh, did yeah, I? one of these days it's gonna have to happen you know? well i talked to uh, do you remember i talked about you coming with me to my grandmother's house that time yeah security for me because there because we had some so yeah so for anyone that, that that watching that's that's still here uh my my grandmother had passed away but she had a couple of uh like random kids like from the neighborhood had started breaking into her house and like looting and taking some of her stuff out before we had a chance to like move all her stuff out. And I, and I was going there periodically to to check on the house. And I actually was, we were talking about you potentially coming with me, like with a gun. Uh, And then eventually I ended up being like, well, let's, let's not, let's not put ourselves in a situation. Yeah. I think that was like a knee jerk reaction. I was like, wait, you know, we had kind of talked about it, but we ended up going anyways, but yeah. I think at that time, but when we actually did go, I think that you had already had a sense that they weren't like. It had been like, like yeah, yeah. It wasn't like it. It was kind of apparent that they weren't like squatting in there, like uh, yeah. Like kind of, it was like more of a exploration thing for kids Party or something. And stuff, yeah, yeah. But well, there was a lot of there was still a lot of valuable, semi valuable stuff there that they hadn't taken. So I think I think a lot of it was them just like wanting to go there to like yeah do drugs or whatever, but that's yeah. neither here nor there, but yeah, we've actually yeah. picked up a couple, <laughs> but, uh, my brother said, let's go for the gun store. Oh, <laughs> he's egging you on. I, um, so yeah. It's funny. My, my grandfather was a big, big gun owner and, uh, he actually took me to, uh, the shooting range when I was, when I was a kid, when I was pretty young and but they wouldn't let me. They they wouldn't let kids do it at the time. I was. Oh really? That's I weird. Like, I think this geez, is in Pennsylvania. Um, man, I'm trying to think. I don't even know how old I was. Obviously, I started with like little pellet guns or whatever. Um, yeah. But I would say probably, if I had to guess, um, 
all of us kids, all four of us, we were probably seven-ish, if I had to estimate, like when we started learning how to um, handle firearms, um, like actual real firearms, um, wow. not like BB guns. But yeah, yeah. Um, we learned on BB guns and, and we learned the basic uh, safety principles and we kind of just moved up from there. And, I, and all of us, um, all of us own firearms. Yeah, my whole family. I think my mom, my mom does not, mm-hmm. um, but everybody else does. Even my aunt, who's she's she owns firearms too. But yeah, I think out of everyone, I think me and my brother, my brother by far is the most knowledgeable and uh, most skilled. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to believe I think I'm second in line with that. I know I'm better than my dad, um, but by far my brother is a better better marksman than I am and, and way more knowledgeable than I am. But yeah, I think yeah. we just kind of grew up that way. Got to keep practicing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, um, I think we should, we should call it as a, yeah, yeah. We're way we're past both, my bedtime for sure. Yeah, but. yeah definitely. But uh, it's been, it's been cool. I really appreciate. Yeah. Gloria, Mark, Juliet, I was uh, hopefully I'm not missing anybody. And then Farrell is um, is a regular and uh, tap tap. So tap trails. He might have already kicked off, but tap. Um, he's also a super cool guy. And if you ever are in the mood for an exciting uh, biking video, uh, this dude does like. So he goes on these like bike trails where you actually go. They actually have like ski lifts. It's like I didn't even know this was okay. a thing. But like yeah, yeah you yeah. can act, like actual ski resorts. Like during the summer, they are like bike so he actually goes up on a chairlift with his bike and then he bikes down and he does like some crazy like double black diamonds he's like, and all he's like that uh um uh what do you call it uh the red bull kind of videos where you kind of like <laughs> make your way down that's crazy okay yeah he, he, yeah. he does uh he just does youtube youtube videos yeah yeah okay yeah i had to check them out i i like i like watching that stuff yeah I he's really cool. trails when i come across it yeah, and he he's got like a really dry sense of humor too. So it's pretty funny because he'll do like commentary while he's, you know, while he's riding down the hills and stuff, and it's it's pretty funny. That's cool. Yeah, I have to check him out. Yeah, yeah, he's but uh, cool. yeah, it was uh, it was fun. Definitely, um, good conversation. It's kind of like it's weird. It's like this virtual carpool. Um, that we kind of used to get this in. We used to get this like what hour and a half in the morning, hour and a half in the afternoon. Yeah, I mean, we're basically kind of like making up for what we haven't had for like the last eight months. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's yeah, fun. we got we got to do it again sometime. Cool. It's, it's been fun. Yeah, I think, uh, sure. the next time I'll probably uh, try to um, be a little more prepared, I guess, and you know, look up some different topics. Mm-hmm. But I, I enjoy just the fluid conversation we had. But if you wanted to talk about something individually. Um, hey, we didn't we didn't have time for you to look up any facts. We we already broached almost three hours as it was. We don't. We don't yeah, I would have uh, I would have prepared a little bit beforehand though. If you want to talk about something specifically, but yeah, I, I kind of enjoyed just the fluid conversations. Um, but well, honestly, I I was gonna I was gonna take more time, but then we ended up like we were you know, and part of that was on me too because I was I was gonna like connect with you a little bit before the start time. And then we were kind of running a little late. Um, so I, and then I, I knew I already had people waiting. Uh, so I was like, well, I want to get started. Although most of those people waiting were probably, were probably people with you anyway, but I didn't want to leave anybody waiting too long, but. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was fun though. Yeah. Uh, yeah we'll, we'll do it again. Hey, and make sure you, now you have to listen to this on the podcast. Cause since you normally listen to the audio, so make oh, sure yeah, the whole yeah. thing. 
I'll have to check, I'll have to check it out. Um, At least listen to the beginning where I have my little promo piece. That way I get <laughs> credit for one listen. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'll have to check it out. All right. Well, I'll have to do some more binge watching of your other ones too. So I have a few I still got to <laughs> listen to. So podcast yeah. on YouTube, for those who don't know, he has a uh, – you just look it up on your Apple, but um, you I don't I don't I don't remember when you actually changed the name, but uh, does it does it like po like would it then just, be the old episodes would be under the new title still? Yeah, well, I mean, all the episodes are at the 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 website. I mean, the the website where the podcasts are at has just changed to you know now it's thanks for the words, but like I put a link to it in the description. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, all the episodes are still archived on the same page. Oh, okay. But then I also started, like, when I started, I coincided the new name with launching the website that I launched with my friend. And that's thanksforthewords.com. And that's kind of like my new hub for everything. Because now I have, a, I have a link to all the YouTube videos and I have links to all the audios. And a oh, lot of them are... Cause a lot of them I do, I like, I'll upload the video to the audio as well. But as you know, I started, this started as an audio podcast. It was only until just yeah. like May that I started doing the YouTube. Cause I found that that added another layer of, you know, of potential exposure. So that's been kind yeah. of, cool. I've, I've actually, um, I've never seen any of the actual videos. I've listened to the audio of, of your, oh, YouTube. Really? yeah. Yeah. So oh, that's interesting. Um, first Cause time. Yeah, participant and then i'll be the first time uh i actually <laughs> do it too so <laughs> so your first time actually seeing it was like last week when we did the live stream then i guess yeah that was the first time me uh checking out the youtube channel i believe ken was on too uh i didn't know it was ken but ken was on and that was his first time as well ken um, ken might be watching right now or might he's just being quiet because i because i actually had texted him a little while ago too saying like hey jose's gonna be on the show if you want to check it out uh yeah yeah he, well, he had he had heard me listening to your podcast because I've been binging it. Um, as I've been driving around, I've been binge listening. Oh. And he jumped in the uh in in my car and he was like, "What is this?" You know, and I was like, "Oh, this is a uh, Chris's um podcast." And so uh, he's like, "Oh, really?" He's like, "What is it called?" And then uh, I don't know what that means. I okay. subbed. I was just gonna. I was gonna. I was gonna thank Mark for for subbing. So I appreciate that. That's cool. So, uh, yeah, he was like, "Oh, what is it called?" And then he just like added you. So, um, yeah, just by chance, he listened to it, and I guess it sounded interesting. So he added added. Well, it. That's cool. It's good to know that that I have I'm saying something that at least a few people want to hear or are curious <laughs> to hear. Yeah, for sure. But, <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna sign off here. Um, yeah. Again, it's been a pleasure, um, and hopefully we can do it uh, again sometime. Oh, there's Ken. Oh, there you go. There, what's up, Ken? So, hey, all right. Hey. I don't know how to just uh, a view is a view, right? Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Mr. Original Tenth Man. Yeah, for sure. You um, you have your little plug you're gonna do. Don't be afraid it. to question the consensus. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'll catch you guys Bye, later. Everybody.